Well, we're waiting. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting on you. Why is it my job to have to start Second the cold take, open? Because you're the ones that's all. You're the one that always does it. You're literally you and Brendan usually are the. Ones am I not? Am I cold open guy now? Yes, allegedly. I mean, you're, whenever you're not, you fired, control the record button. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so you should pick a time when you hit record. When you should have something in mind when you hit record to start a conversation. Lead us into the episode. Or you do what I did, and then Colin deletes it. <laughs> what did you do? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Still can't believe you said that about his mom. Wow. Welcome on into Good Time Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Carson. Joined to me today is Colin Brown, and Andrew Maloney is here. So we're actually all here today. Crazy. Not every often it happens, but it's it a rarity. Does. Hey, it's the full rarity. moon must be out, right? Yeah. Today we're going to get into Major League Baseball, some F1, NHL, NBA, college football, NFL, and then we'll end it on this day in sports. Well, let's get into it. Well, boys, they did it. We did it! We won the fucking World Series! Can we... You know, we reference need to turn who his we is. Mic down. Yeah. The Rangers. Oh. I screamed. Sorry. Sorry for every headphone listener out there. <laughs> he nearly blew up. I'm happy. You are happy. We won the World Series, I'm dude. I'm happy too. Okay. I'm excited. All right. Three, two, one. Just giving your best, just, you know, excitement, whatever. Three, two, one. It happened in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't go 0 for 3. <laughs> Third time is a charm. It is. Man. I would have been so mad if it was another 2011. I Yeah. I, I would have been just losing That's it. why I refused to like fully have hope until I saw that 4. Why do you think like, I kept yelling at Cullen and Dex every time? He was like, one more game. Like, yeah, stop, stop it. We've been here before. <laughs> yes. We've been down to the last strike before. I don't know what you're talking about. I was just counting down the outs, guys. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. counting the strikes. So, you know, hey, the Rangers got it done Yep, against the Arizona Diamondbacks and in it, 5. I said it. Out of all the teams to play, they're going to be the one that we want to take on. We have the I'll best chance. Here's the thing. The oh. thing about Arizona, though, is that they were hot. Like, that scared yes. me so much. Zach yes. Gallen had our yes. number. <laughs> oh, and game two. In the second game that he pitched. Sorry. In the game that he pitched. It was game four. Game four. four as well. Game yeah. one. The Rangers kind of got on. We got on him game. early. Yeah. G- game game five? That, that, that man was unhittable. No, it was, it was four. Four. Yeah. He pitched in game four. He didn't pitch in game five. No, he pitched game five. He pitched game five. I thought it was... No, it was Gallon, Fat... You're right. Excuse me. Other guy. Because Gallon, literally no one could hit off a Gallon. No matter how hard they tried. Yeah. Nothing. He just had everyone's number. That man put the Diamondbacks in a perfect position to win game five, and they couldn't get a single hit. Yep. Shout out Nathan Nivaldi for keeping... First off, he got himself into the jams, but boy, that man in jams is unhittable. I just... I don't need that heart attack. No, I don't need it. I was stressed every time. It was every single inning. I was like, they're going to hit a grand slam. And then it's like Chapman comes up there and I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like, I've seen this with New York and it doesn't go well. But we all know if Chapman is ahead of the count, he is also very unhittable. It's when he gets behind the count. Oh, it's a nightmare. It's the the, 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 the oldest Chapman experience is. that's, That's most pitchers. 
if you get ahead of the count, yes, you're a more formidable pitcher than when you are behind the count. Because you have more options. Exactly. Know. So it's like, it's not that Chapman was anything special. It's just the fact that he wasn't living up to his namesake. Look, man, the Aroldis Chapman experience is just stressful, okay? Okay, and you know what? He and was part of a World Series team that will now be in Rangers history forever. Yep. And my No, theory, I still think it was a great trade. Don't Michael get me wrong. Young and Ian Kinsler finally got I love ring. how you just took Brennan's water, too. He did. <laughs> Hope you like my backwash. Don't put a water in front. It was, it was brand new. So you think. <laughs> if you had already opened it, I'd put it in my butt. <laughs> so glad we recorded that. I, I'm about to say that's going to highlight. That might, be, yeah. that might get inserted into the, the open. Specifically getting tagged. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Arizona put just up joking. a fight. Guys, I'm just joking. Uh, guys, guys, it was a joke. They could have had their I second. Was, guys, I was just kidding. Yeah, he's not. I Anyways, was just, I was, really please. Not. I was just kidding. Uh, he's not. <laughs> he's really not. Arizona could have had their second. Whoa, whoa, Andrew, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Already just chaotic. Don't oh, talk like, about my mom like that. Uh, but yeah, Arizona could have their second World Series win. Unfortunately, they could not get it done with the Texas Rangers just dominating. And the it. Texas Rangers have now tied the Houston Astros for the same amount of World Series. What? That they didn't get while cheating. <sighs> All right. Anyway, some other exciting news for uh, former Rangers people. Like I mentioned, we had Ian Kinsler. Wait, Michael wait, wait before, before we do that, Andrew, can you admit that I was right? About... Uh, Dallas sports fans. Boot. Dallas sports fans. No, you know? Cullen. Yes. About what? No. DFW joins Boston and Los Angeles as the only markets to win an MLB, NBA, NHL, and NFL championship since 1995. Just say you I want right. you want to know how old I was in 1995? You weren't. Old? I was a negative two years old. Okay. You want to know how old I was okay. in 1999 when the okay. Stars won? Yep. I was two years old. Cool. I was Dallas, 14 when the Mavs Dallas won. Should be grateful. That's all I'm saying. And the Rangers now have won in 2023. Not so bad to be a Dallas sports fan. Just saying. You said you were two in 99? Yeah, I was born in 97. He was born in 97. He's younger than us. Did you know that? (laughs) Why did I think you were our age? No. 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 I was like two. Probably because I'm smarter than Justin. So he just kind of throws it evens it out. Mm. We give to him a Justin's birth certificate all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry, Justin. That man just got astray for no reason. <laughs> and sitting at home yeah. on his couch, and you're just out here. Pop, 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 pop. Hey, well, that means, you know, we'll see if he listens to the episode, because we'll get the text from him. That's very true, yeah. <laughs> so That, that was just test. a test. For, I didn't mean it, Justin. I, you know, just, He doesn't mean anything, he says. Apparently. No, I yeah. don't. I don't mean shit. But, yeah. Except so. that Dallas sports fans do have it tough. Oh, pff, shut up. Shut up. Four championships. Like I said, you in L.A. and Boston. That, those are the only ones that have had championships in all four major sports since 1995. Well, Colin, I actually prepared for this. Oh, okay. So let me pull up my notes here. Uh, go go ahead. Go ahead. I'd love to I hear am. this. Okay. How how terrible Dallas sports In is my that. lifetime. Yes. The so Dallas Stars. Are we counting have, from 95? This is going no, to the... 97. And this is just going to the finals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is just going to the finals. Okay. Cool. In 1999, the Stars won. The Stanley Cup. Yes. In 2000, the Stars go back to the Stanley Cup Finals. They lost. In 2006, the Dallas Mavericks go to the, to the Finals and lose. In 2010, the Rangers lost. In 2011, the Rangers lost. 2011, the Mavericks win. Cool. Um, for me personally, in 2019, Tech Basketball went to the championship. Lost. 2020, the Stars Finals lost. And then in 2023, the Rangers go and they win. So what? That's... Three for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine appearances? Three for nine? Uh, you just said it. You made it to the final game. 
But it doesn't matter if you don't get the trophy. It doesn't matter if you don't get the trophy. You won your respective conference or respective division or whatever, and you made it all the way to that point. Yes, you didn't finish the accomplishment. Some teams haven't even gotten to that. And I can add up. I can add two more off the top of my head. Go ahead. The Stars go to the Western Conference Finals last year. Lost. The Mavericks Western Conference Finals the year before that. Lost. Yep. And they're in the Final Four. Woo woo, boo talk, boo hoo is go me. Go talk to Arizona. I don't fans. care. I don't care about Arizona. Yeah, exactly. That's why you're so complainative because you don't care about anybody else. Dallas <laughs> sports fans have it so good, and you are the epitome of that. Oh, wham, boo hoo. Bro, is we me. have three championships in my lifetime. Okay, yeah, since you were born in 1997. Again, only three, uh, two other organizations can say that. Only two other uh, metros, sports at metros, can say that. So? Stop being ungrateful. It's literally the time of Thanksgiving. Stop being ungrateful. Oh my god! <laughs> Damn, he threw it. It's Thanksgiving. At I don't want to hear. It just it means anything. nothing if you're not winning. It's more pain. Look at the ungrateful. Do you know, dude? Ungrateful. Do you know how painful it is to go to a final and so, lose? So here, hang on. As the unbiased party involved in this argument, yes, you should be grateful. Because how many other metroplex? I get that. Get we to get to go that. to the finals. We get to celebrate. Stop. Stop. Let me finish. Yes, Dad. Yes, the whole point of sports and going to the finals is to win the championship, so I'll give you that. But there are so many other teams out there that are just in dirt, poor, bush league teams that never even see a playoff or appearance. Or don't even have teams. Yes. That don't even have organizations in those respective sports. So for this boo-hoo whining all the time. Yes. Also, Colin can't complain. He was born and raised in Dallas, and he could be celebrating with us, but he decides to root for everything Seattle. So. Wah, wah, wah. Dallas fan cries again. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You can choose other sports teams. It's yeah, okay. Exactly. We've been over this. You're the only one that believes that you have to. By the way, you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan. Yeah. Also. Hold on. It's so a secondary team. Chiefs. Yep. Okay. You root for other teams outside of your did I Did I celebrate the Knights like I did the Rangers? You, no. You, you literally posted on you your Instagram posted. story that you dropped your star jersey and picked oh, up a, a Do y'all Knights not one. know what a fucking meme is? No. Uh, no. Oh, no, my no, God. No, fan is and not switching to the enemy. Dude, I didn't get as hyped for the Knights winning the Stanley Cup. Cool. A I'm team sorry. that I support Were you ended up winning, but I would have... You, oh were you born God, in Las Vegas bro. or were you born in Kansas City? But I root for the stars over Vegas. You root for the Chiefs. Any day of the Vegas week. Nights. I root for the Chiefs because the best quarterback in the NFL went to my oh, school so not, and goes and plays there. Notice how he didn't say alumni first. He said best quarterback in the sport. And then he threw in, oh, yeah, by the way, he also went to my school. Oh, my God, bro. Well, that does it for baseball. Ron Washington also got hired for the Angels. So we'll just... Uh, We'll try to get this right back on track and uh, move on over to F1. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. F1 is heading to Brazil. Well, we already went to Brazil. Dumbass. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. There's I the door. You. I was about to say, <laughs> so much animosity from that, that corner over there. I know. It's almost like maybe if the Cowboys could actually do something in a playoff game. Dude, the Rangers won the World Series. The Cowboys can't hurt me. <laughs> no, yes, they can. No, they, they can't. Will. Nope, they can't. They're going to make it to playoffs and lose Not the game. for at least like, I don't know, until <laughs> baseball season starts again. Unbelievable. They're going to be in the mix again, the Rangers are. They're Dude, they so really loaded. could go back to back. They could. 100%. Like, they could be the first ones to do it, it think, especially if they get show I mean, And like, here's the thing. Knock on wood, for their health's sake, they should be in absolute contention. No, listen. If, honestly, if the two biggest wins for us this offseason, obviously, anyone getting Shohei is the biggest win of the offseason. If we can keep most if of our If we players. can keep Monty, that's all I want because everyone else is still here, essentially. That, Monty's that we need. already talking to Boston though, at the moment. So? 
I'm just saying he's he's looking at other options. That's yes. fine. He's looking for money. That's fine. Which he will find. He can find it. Yeah. Well, you know who wasn't looking for money? It's Max Verstappen because he's won it all this season. Yeah, man. it's insane. Uh, he's he now holds so new record. Max Verstappen holds. Oh. He now has the win percentage record of races won compared to not winning. Uh, the any driver that has competed in F1 season. So he has that yeah. now. Can he finally stop racing and just win now? Oh no, no, he's Are been, he's been that happen. No, hold on. It's been that way. So in F1, I feel like we've explained it to you before, but like you know how there's like team standings and personal standings, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Max Verstappen by himself has clinched the team championship. So he could just not race anymore the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, 100%. Maybe. Oh no, he could have stopped racing in July and still be leading the championship right now. Was it was it July? Yeah, it was well, July. Well, I mean leading the you're right. Leading yeah, the Yeah, he he wouldn't have clinched it yet, but he would be leading it. So he's clinched it officially. Oh, yes. no, yeah, that was like three weeks ago. Why yeah, is he was, still racing? He yeah. might as well just let other people have a chance at this point. That's not how Max Verstappen That's operates. not how it works. That's yeah. not how it works. He said, yeah. I'm going to just keep running around circles. On people. If Red Bull didn't have a second driver and Max was the only one racing against two drivers on each team, Red Bull still would be champions right now. It's just along wild. with It's Max insane. Ver- so along with the team and the individual, just Max Verstappen by himself, himself has so won. So who's his teammate? Sergio Perez. Checo Perez, who's yeah. probably so going to get dropped. Just, so he's just basically riding behind yes. Max Verstappen. Oh, yeah. Yes. The whole yeah. time. I mean, that's the what we've been time. saying all year. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. I um, mean, literally, this was one of our favorite races of the year. And if Max wasn't in it, this was one of the greatest races on the calendar. Yeah. Because the battle for like first would have been all over the place. Yeah. Instead, it was like the Max dude who finished like on the front row yeah. to start next to Max was out before the race even started. Oh. Like, yeah, his like steering went out. Hydraulics. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And there were so many failures, like wrecks. People were getting hit by tires. Like, it was nuts. Yeah. The r- two rear wings were affected by the same tire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just an interesting weekend. In and they got fucked, man. Like, like starting a lap behind, too. Yeah. Well, I'm, still, I'm still confused on... So, they said they apparently there was a safety car procedure that they didn't follow. And that's the reason that they were a lap So, down. well, it was... So, what happened is... So, you know how when the race starts the safety car follows on the first lap yeah okay yes okay so they go and then they were let out of the pits too late and when they came out of the pits they were behind the safety car right which means that they're a lap back right which is so stupid it makes sense now that you it makes sense but it's still dumb it is so dumb (laughs) yeah ruin their races both of them okay also uh, i'm i'm kind of over the sprint not meaning anything towards qualifying you're saying you want to go back to the old format? Yeah, where it was practice one, qualifying, practice two, sprint qualifying race. Mm-hmm. So qualifying on Friday gets you your sprint position, and then sprint position gets you your race position. I would think that would help more. I think I liked Carlos Sainz's idea with a reverse, reverse grid order. Excuse me. In the sprint? Yeah. That would be so fun. Yeah, I think that would make... Doesn't F3 do that? Or There's one racing series that does that. Right, and I think... Because then it doesn't spoil the race Sunday. Yeah. It still allows the sprint to be its own unique identity or whatever. And it allows, you know, more competitive racing because obviously you have the better cars at the back, slower cars at the front, different strategies. You never know. So I'm all for Carlos Sainz's idea. To me, like... I'm always going to be watching F1 whenever I can, whenever it's competitive, whether it's quality or racing or sprints or whatever. Um, but yeah, this 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 new format that they have this season, the fact <clears> that it's been six races now that they've done this, yeah, it's just really been a letdown. I agree. Yep. Um, yeah, it's not so, fun. Yeah. So Max Verstappen wins. Lando Norris takes P2. Fernando Alonso in the epic 
last lap battle with Checo Perez. Dude, do you know how close I was to my prediction coming true that I you said he wouldn't get another podium? You were close. You were. And he Two almost didn't get one. I know. It he only get... got one by what? Point oh five yeah. seconds? Yeah, literally hundredths of a second. Did you see have you seen yeah. that clip on Twitter of them like coming down the straight? Mm-hmm. It's insane how close that was. Yeah, photo finish. I mean, it's literally something that, I mean, you couldn't have asked. For a racing fan, that's what you hope for. Yeah. And we got it for the last pole position. Photo finish for... Hey, I I don't... Here's the thing. We got to give respect respect is due. Lance Stroll coming in P5 and an Aston Martin. He's only in P5 because he qualified high because of the rain. Hey, again, you know what? He's there. And he maintained that position. He could have dropped like a he could have dropped like a stone in water. Bum. And yet he didn't. So he finished P five. Bum. Give him his respect. Bum. Give him his respect. None. Okay. Well, he's gonna be driving in that seat next year, so you might as well get used to it. Nope. <laughs> Signs finishes P six. Gasly P seven. Hamilton, who had a really struggling race, P eight. Yuki Tsunoda P nine. And Esteban Ocon rounds out P ten. Um, we're not gonna preview the next race until next week, just because we got a, kind of a condensed show. But here. that one's gonna be so much fun. It's gonna be a good one. It's time, baby. It's Las Vegas time. What was your just uh, real quickly main takeaway from this race? I'll give you mine, and then we'll kind of transition. Out uh, here. Brazil's still a lot of fun. It's just such a unique track. It's so quick. Uh, corners are fast, and it's still technical at the same time, which makes it so much fun, especially with the elevation changes. Like mm-hmm. just going from the scent from from the the pit straight down the Senna S and then immediately into a super long back straight is just, it's so much fun. That Senna S causes so many problems, especially with aerodynamics that it's a really hard corner to navigate. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I just, I think Brazil still is one of the best races on the calendar. Um, Sucks that Lewis didn't have his Brazil moment that he usually always has. But Mm -hmm. um, I think it also exposed a lot of weaknesses in the, in the W14 that they can take, back to the factory and hopefully improve the car with 100 percent. and my main takeaway is is that mclaren's going to be the next challenger at red bull next year they will not 100 percent. no mclaren they do this every year they always start slow then they come back up and they start competing by the end of the season Mm -hmm. and then they're back to ass when the season starts next year so not this level Lando norris will be challenging max verstappen next year bookmark it okay okay it's there Well, moving on over to hockey, <laughs> Brendan's you just was not prepared for the, the, the it's segue. Just the animosity, right? I, now. It's literally all from Andrew. He just got something up one right now. My water bottle. Uh, this would be normally the time of year where we say Boston good, but uh, Vegas very good. Yeah. Vegas very good, leading right now twenty three points, uh, followed closely behind with Boston at twenty one. Yeah, um, Boston is is off to a hot start again. Uh, but Vegas this year is off to an even hotter start. Um, they just legitimately compete in every single game. They really just doesn't look like they have a weak point on their defense or their offense. Um, they're constantly fighting for wins and I mean, they're winning and it's, this team could very legitimately repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, they could three Pete. Um, but it's, yeah, Vegas is just so, so damn good. There's still a lot of season left, though. Yep, so kind of covering the breakdown real quick. Uh, 
Colin, you want to give us the breakdown of every conference here? Sure thing. In the Eastern Conference, the Atlantic is led by the Boston Bruins with 21 points, followed by the Tampa Lightning with 16, Detroit Red Wings with 15, and the Toronto Maple Leafs in there at 14 points. In the Metropolitan, the New York Rangers lead the way at 19 points, followed by the Carolina Hurricanes at 16, New York Jersey Devils at 15 points, and New York Islanders at 13. The Western Conference now, the Central, Colorado Avalanche lead by 16, followed closely by the Dallas Stars at 15, Winnipeg Jets at 14, the Arizona Coyotes, shout out to them at 13 points, yep. and the Pacific Division the Vegas Golden Knights lead the way, not only in their division, but the whole NHL, as we previously mentioned, with 23 points. The Vancouver Canucks, shout out to the Canucks at 19 points. Los Angeles Kings at 16, and the Anaheim Ducks at 14. Me, personally, the Canucks have been the biggest story so far in the NHL season. Hey, you know what's yeah. a big story, though? The San Jose Sharks finally got a win. They yeah, did. They did. Yeah, that yeah. One, here's the thing. I didn't want to poke fun at them, but oh, yeah, no, it's it was, okay to bring it up. It was not great. Here's the thing. I've watched a couple games that featured the San Jose Sharks, and they you know how look, again they don't look good. Well, here's not the thing. At all. Here's the thing. I'm I'm again getting into the hockey spectrum. Like I'm still yep. learning the ins and outs of it, learning the nuances, all that and the other. It takes a lot for you to stand out to me in good or bad fashion. And the San Jose Sharks have done that of the latter yep. a lot. They it's, uh, it's not great. They took Arizona's recipe last year and said, "Hey, watch this." <laughs> Worse. <laughs> and Arizona so. doesn't even play in an NHL stadium, dude. Yeah. So like, to be worse than that, it's bad. Look. Uh, San Jose, good for you, but you know, Jumbo Joe announces retirement, and it's just going to be a, a big old thing. And it's basically just going to be the Jumbo Joe season. Shout out Joe Thornton, what a what a guy, incredible hockey player. Um, but I kind of want to touch on the star schedule here real quick. Um, eleven games in, the Stars have looked really strong to start the season. Um, at one point they were. Um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, and one. Um, and then they lost two straight, one to the Canucks and one to the Bruins. Um, so, it, you know, these stretches happen in the season, but at one point the stars were four and oh, and one when they're old with their only loss coming in OT to the Knights, yep. um, who obviously lead the NHL right now. So the stars kind of have a, a recipe that's working for them. Um, it might be getting figured out a bit, but it's about how they bounce back here um, and how DeBoer really gets this team rolling again. Can he do it? Do we keep losing? I mean, one of the things I like about the Western Conference and with the Central individually is, again, it's super competitive and close. So, again, you got Avalanche, Stars, and Winnipeg, and even then Arizona and Minnesota like they're all super close together right now. Yeah. I mean, the Blackhawks are the ones that are just kind of falling off a little bit yeah. on the train there, but it's, it's really anyone's division to go win it. Like yeah. anyone can sneak up in there, go on a win streak and get hot. And then suddenly you're up in first there. One thing I'm noticing that's really similar though, to last season for the stars is they're getting most of their scoring from that front line, mm -hmm. that top line. That's how it um, is. That hints Robertson Pavelski line. Um, it's it's so like lopsided yeah. and we really need this to even out a bit more for the team um but dude one thing that boy otter top five goaltender in the league yeah i don't think anyone's gonna argue different about it insanely you just need, talented you just need to get that man i have to yell it again this year defensive help oh my gosh <laughs> i said it every day last year and here i am again repeating myself Help, help, please. Help, 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 help. 
Like, again, he's going to get tired. He's going to get worn down. We saw what happened last year. You need to get this man some help. He cannot be a brick wall forever. Eventually, a brick wall will lose some bricks over time. It's just going to happen. Some of them will get by, and that's what's been happening. Yeah. Uh, a very great signing for the Stars, though, this offseason was Matt Duchesne from the Predators um, in Nashville. That man has really come in, and he's gelling really, really well with this team. Even at 32 years old, he's he's really found his stride again with this team. I mean, he always caused problems for the Stars in the past, and I used to love those Panthers games. I mean, Panthers, Predator, Panther, uh, those Predators games. Um, those always tend, ended up being like super, super intense and down to the last second. But you know, one of those biggest weapons flipping and joining us has been really beneficial so far. Uh, one other thing I kind of want to touch on: the Canucks jerseys, the new ones. Have you seen? Them? Oh yeah, no, they're. Listen, I, oh I, my god, the dude, they're ones? so I, sexy. I mentioned it, dude. They've got a new look. They've got a new swagger about them. They lead the NHL in goal differential. Yep. They're one of the hottest teams in the NHL compared to what they were last year. Vancouver Canucks, man, little rebranding apparently can do some wonders. Amazing, you know. Just so. sometimes you you need to look good to feel good. Yep. Hey, and it's working right now. Yeah. Uh, for the stars right now, goals wise, I think it's Hints with five uh, assists. You got Robertson with seven and points. Uh, Pavs is leading it with eleven. So, so a little bit of spread out all over the place. So that's that's always good. Uh, in regards to Otter, I mean, when it comes to goals against per game, two point one one. So, and then save percentage 0.933. So, I mean, he's doing pretty good. So, again, just get this man some help. Yep. I Anything agree. else we want to cover in hockey or? I mean, for the, until after the all-star break, man, it's going to be real quick and easy. There's a lot of, we got a lot of things that can change and there's a lot of football to talk about, but um, I'm just excited to see where the season goes moving forward, yep. especially for our stars. All right. Well, let's move on over to some NBA. Colon, colon, colon. Denver Nuggets. <laughs> sure. There's a lot of one-loss teams. There are. And one of them include the local hometown team, the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks. Again, how how bad is it to be a Dallas Look, man. Look, okay, hold on, hold on. Listen, <laughs> oh listen, listen. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. You too. I will get a squirt this bottle. Year, this year, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to fight you on your argument. Okay. Just for this season so far. Because Rangers just won the World Series. And now the no Mavs one. are six and one. They're the best clutch team in the NBA. And it's crazy. Just say I'm right. And it's okay. So and the stars are seven three. And I'm gonna one. let you know now, since the Rangers won the World Series, no other team's going to win anything. I know. So just it's be prepared. Very, I mean, yeah, the odds of another Dallas team winning here's the thing, just from one city winning it and then even getting to that point's rare, and then actually winning it's crazy. So yeah. again, we'll unless you're Philly and you send four teams and they all lose. <laughs> That's a crazy. That's wow. That, fuck. You Billy. would think you'd get one of them at least. No, it's well. It's just I was more talking about the laugh, but yeah, the statistics is crazy as well. I just hate Philly so much. Uh, really, you haven't said that before. Philly, I'll Philly will know you very well too. Fuck Philly. All right. Well, speaking of the Philadelphia 76ers, they are currently tied atop the Eastern Conference with the Boston Celtics for the best record, followed by the Milwaukee Bucks, Atlanta Hawks, Indiana Pacers, Orlando Magic, Cleveland Cavaliers, New York Knicks, Toronto Raptors, and Brooklyn Nets round out the playoff positions. Miami Heat are bad. They are. They've recently won two in a row, which, again, is better than what (laughs) makes their record look better than what it's been. They were at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Now they're 
there. I mean, once you're at the bottom, the only way to go is up. So naturally, they have skyrocketed all the way up to 11th. But yeah, we talked about this um, off or off audio where Miami, right? They didn't make the trade for Bradley Beal. Okay, yep. they didn't make the trade for Damian Lillard. Yep. They didn't try to go pursue any other superstar yep. in free agency. They're like, you know what? Tyler Hero is our guy. Nope. Um, yeah. Uh, Not ideal. Here, here's the thing. Hero's actually been, you know, solid in his production. He's actually improved, like, kind of where you expected to be. Mm-hmm. It hasn't resulted in wins. So it hasn't resulted in the, you know, production that Miami Heat fans have expected. Now, granted, we're seven games into the season. Yeah, Colin, do you remember last year when uh, we were looking at the Utah Jazz as the one seed? Yeah, no, it happens. Like with Laurie Markin and no, playing yeah. Orla- like, the York- best basketball of yeah. his life. Yeah, no, Indiana Pacers were doing I know good. a Jazz fan. Or- Orlando Pat or Isn't Warner Magic was doing right. It that is weird, right? That's very weird. Shout out Alyssa. Uh, <laughs> shout out to you. Um, no, it's just to me like again, this isn't what the final standings is going to look like, but it is interesting just kind of seeing the opening kind of early takeaways from NBA teams. What's been your biggest takeaway from the Eastern Conference so far? From the East so far, uh, the Orlando Magic are kind of exceeding expectations. They've been competing really well. Um, they've been in almost every game that, they, that they've that they lost, um, and they could very easily be one of those one-loss teams. Um, I mean, just the other night, they were playing the Mavs, and they were leading, I think, going into the fourth quarter. But then mm-hmm. the clutch time, Mavs showed up, you know? So, um, yeah. which is so weird to say. <laughs> considering that the Mavs would like to blow leads. Now they're like watching your other teams yeah. blow leads. Right. So, um, yeah. Paolo Bencaro is one of my favorite players in the NBA. I yeah. just He's so game. much fun, man. And honestly, it's so hard for me to like Duke players, but, uh, this year I'm a big fan of Paolo Bencaro and Derek Lively. So who knows? Anything can happen. Yeah. I, I think my biggest takeaway is give them time. The Milwaukee Bucks will rise to ascension. I still think they are, NBA title favorites, uh, Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo are just trying to figure each other out, you know, trying to build that chemistry. Obviously, it's not going to happen overnight, and yet they've arguably had, like, kind of one of their worst starts in recent memory as a franchise, and they're third. They're literally third in the yeah. Eastern Conference. Yeah. I think they'll be fine, you know, even if they don't get off the gates, even at the end of this month, the end of November, wait until we get, especially after Christmas, you know, January, February, like, later into the year, the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be a team worth reckoning with. So, uh, Western Conference, again, we mentioned it, Denver. Uh, the Denver Nuggets lead the way, followed by those Dallas Mavericks, and then the Golden State Warriors. Their only loss is to those Nuggets. Fair enough. And then to the Golden State Warriors, Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, New Orleans Pelicans, Oklahoma City Thunder, LA Clippers, Houston Rockets, Phoenix Suns, and Los Angeles Lakers round out the top 10. Um, what is your biggest takeaway? Again, we'll keep it non-Mavs related because we'll talk about Mavs in Oh, no, second. that's fine. No, but, go ahead. Uh, the Phoenix Suns. Okay. What What do you want Just to talk about? Those? underperforming. Um and look, I, Beal hasn't been playing, right? No, Beal's, or, Beal's expected to make his debut tonight. Yeah. While we're but Booker's been playing. Booker's been on, out in and out. In and game. out of the lineup. Yeah. Still, <clears throat> I honestly, and I hate to say this because he underperformed by a lot of standards in Phoenix. They're, they're missing Chris Paul. Chris Paul would take that point guard pressure off of a lot of uh, players on that team and really kind of just be a floor general, um, which is what he does best. Um, but, yeah, I, I really think they're feeling that difference. Obviously, getting Beal back and then get, if they can get Booker steadily healthy mm-hmm. is going to make a difference. But, dude, you still have Kevin Durant on his team, and that should be enough to at least hold hold the ship steady. I think here's what I'll say. I, I agree with you on its premise that, yes, they should be 
potentially better than three and four and ninth in the Western Conference. The fact of the matter is their whole team outside of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, you could argue, has been really makeshift this offseason with yeah. the amount of uh, free agents that they brought in, young guys, old guys. The fact that they brought in Bradley Beal. Well, and you're also spending a lot of money on Kevin Durant, Devin no, Booker, exactly. and Bradley Beal. Right. So when you spend that amount of money and then when one or potentially two of those guys aren't there, it does make an impact on your team. Now, Kevin Durant, again, is... 35 years old i want to say yeah he's an old veteran guy in this nba like he's not going to be a guy that you just trot out there every regular season game and expect him to just carry you i mean it's yeah. it's getting to the point especially with the number of injuries that he's had right that it's going to wear on you um so i want to just see what they look like with bradley beal that doesn't necessarily mean and that all the problems are going to solve um because of bradley beal and devin booker being back but i just want to see it before i make any like exclusionary like hey you know, sound the alarm kind of thing. I'm not saying that you are, but I'm just no, saying yeah. that I want to see that first before I make any. Well, didn't they start the season like one and four? They started, yeah. So they well, they started, they started uh, one and three, I think. And yeah, then they split their last two. So um, <clears throat> it's yeah. I, look, the Suns, the Suns are just interesting because with the names that they have, you, I just, you know, you just kind of expect more. And I mean, I, I look at the Lakers, right? Mm -hmm. We see this year in, year out with the Lakers. The Lakers have two, three big names, and then the rest of the team just doesn't gel. The least shocking thing to me on this list is the Lakers being a 10 seed mm -hmm. because what we see every year. The hype, mm -hmm. is, the hype is real. They're super overhyped, and then they just maybe fight for a playoff spot. Yeah. No, I, and again, maybe that's closer to the ceiling. I had them losing the Western Conference Finals. To the Suns? Me, to the, uh, yeah, the Suns to the Nuggets in our NBA predictions. So... I still think they'll rebound and before, become a better version of themselves yeah. later in the season, but ultimately time will tell if that actually comes to fruition. Um, my biggest takeaway from the NBA, non-Dallas related, is the fact that the Denver Nuggets have separated themselves in terms of the NBA. Yeah. I feel like they... I had them losing in the NBA Finals to the Milwaukee Bucks. They might be the best team that isn't talked about nearly enough as much as they yeah. should. Now, Jamal Murray recently went down with a hamstring injury. He's expected to be out the rest of the month at Three minimum. Four weeks, yeah. Um, So he's going to be obviously a key contributor that's no longer there for the Nuggets. But to me, they picked up right where they left off. They essentially subbed in uh, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope into the Bruce Brown role. He's fit in seamlessly. A Christian Braun, in his second season, he's really taking a step Isn't up. Isn't it Brown? Christian Braun. Or, yeah, Brown, Braun. It may be Brown. Uh. So regardless if I said your name wrong, I apologize. The point being is the bench. Yeah, right. The bench, <laughs> the bench has really kind of stepped up for Denver that I did not expect it to. Yeah. I thought that it could be a weak point is in their depth, but yeah, no, they may not have the most high profile names coming off uh, the pine for the Denver Nuggets, but they have been every bit as defending great as defending champs should be. And I got to give credit to Mike Malone and that entire organization. They've been phenomenal. Also, shout out Anthony Edwards and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, Anthony Edwards, it's it's like we've been kind of waiting for this ascension with the Timberwolves and Anthony Edwards. And again, it's early, but they look good so far. So I, yeah. I definitely agree. Also, Chris Paul doing work on the Warriors. Yeah. Doing work. Dude, oh, I hate that he fits so well. It, it's crazy, you know, a dynasty that's just so smart, so just properly run, you know, gets a player with a high IQ, you know, knows how to play the game and is able to just you know suppresses ego a little bit and buy into the system it's crazy how you know when all that stuff comes together it works how it works yeah it's just Whatever, unbelievable Look, unbelievable shout out shout out Mavs shout out Kyrie yeah I think 
I, I, here's the thing. The Mavs, also, shout out Luca, fucking Doncic, man. Yeah, no, Luca's Luca. Uh, we all expect that. I mean, look, we expect him to be a guy that leads them in almost every category. That's just yeah. what Luca does. It's, yeah. it's the superstar. That I he mean, thirty-one point six points per game, leading the team. Eight point nine assists per game, leading the team. Nine point six rebounds, leading, leading the, the team. team. And it's just you know he's also averaging uh, steal and a half a block a game. So I mean it's just you know that's what he's done. That's what he does. And Kyrie Irving has been efficient off the ball. He's really kind of gel with Luca, averaging his twenty points. But something I've noticed too, Luca is playing off the ball more. He is. He's allowing Kyrie to kind of have more free reign. Um, he trusts Kyrie now to kind of just you know in spurts. Hey, when Luca needs. To kind of save his energy for the defensive side of the floor. Hey, Kyrie, you take over and do what you do best. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. also has been really effective and efficient. How long will that last? We'll see. Oh, uh, yeah, we're in the early <laughs> Tim Hardaway right early season experience right now. Exactly. Dude, uh, we got to talk about Derek Lively, though. He's been really good. Grant Williams, I also just really quickly, 15 points on, I'm not sure if it shows his efficiency. Let me pull this up real quick. Grant Williams has been, yeah, 55% from the floor. He has been lethal in terms of efficiency yeah for the mavericks look the mavs haven't had a legit threatening big in a long time and Derek lively has come in he protects the rim he protects the lane he has been a difference maker from this team and i'm seeing a lot of things because he's being coached a lot by tyson chandler that's mm -hmm. kind of his mentor right now and i'm seeing a lot of things that remind me a lot of tyson chandler in him at a very young age. And the fact that he's picking up on these things so quick, it's so beautiful to see, man. Oh, it's a big reason why he's, you know, averaging one of the leading minutes. He's, I mean, he's sixth in the, in the Mavericks team in minutes so far this season. And as a rookie, that's something that's, you know, a boat of confidence if you're Jason Kidd and the head coaching staff. To me, again, if Derek Lively can, you know, it's hard for rookies to make that adjustment from, you know, whether they play in the G League, the college or international, whatever, yep. um, to the NBA, like just schedule every night and the wear and tear. If Lively can be an active body come, you know, April, May and potentially even June, that's something that Maverick fans should be really excited about. Because I think, you know, at hit the top of his game, he's the best big man that they have. Yep. Bar none. As a rookie. I agree. As a rookie. So... Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk NBA-wise? I think that's it, man. All right. Let's, oh, I love the courts. The in-season tournament I, courts. Like, here's the thing. Some of them I like. Some of them are tough to look at. No, some of them I'm, 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 I'm genuinely, I don't know what they look like in person. On TV, they make me just, I they give me a headache. The Nuggets one is tough. It was really tough. And yeah. then there was another one, like the Pelicans one I wasn't a fan of. There's a couple of them that I'm like, yeah, they need to but Some of them are so cold, man. I love the Heat one. Also, I just, I'm not a fan of courts distracting me from the play of basketball like i don't want to here's the thing if i notice it at first and i'm like hey that's a cool looking court don't like don't keep me trying to keep looking at the court and you focusing or hyper focusing yeah. on it yeah true so i just that's my only thing yeah. i liked houston's astronaut dude the astronaut court is so sick yeah i mean it fits yeah, yeah so moving on over to some college football You want to do the top 25? Sure. I'm going to run it down. The AP top 25. For week 11. Georgia, number one. Michigan Spies, number two. Ohio State, number three. No, hold on. Florida. No, what? We'll get, in, we'll get into that later. Because Florida State, number four. Because we're going to do that with five. Michigan. You got to do it with Ohio State, too. Because Ohio State's in this as well. Oh, along with other members of the Big Ten, apparently. Yeah, apparently. 
According to Michigan. Yeah. Washington, number five. Oregon, number six. Texas, seven. Alabama, eight. Penn State, nine. Ole Miss, ten. Rock that out for now. So, yeah. (laughs) uh, As we heard, uh, a lot of finger pointing is going on. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I I said it before that Michigan was the dumb team that got caught. So, that's on them. Right, like they 100% not excusing any of their violations that they committed, and we're still learning of violations as of recording this. <laughs> I mean, literally tomorrow it's something insane, can come out, man. and we're learning stuff. So I don't want to fully just sit there and you know deem Michigan at the level of Penn State or SMU like death penalty worthy until we get all the facts. They're they're creeping up that way. They though. are. Um, here's the thing. What I what I'll say, a lot of. Everything that's come out, again, when when a scandal comes out, obviously it's going to be made to look bigger than what it is. The thing with sign stealing is the fact that if you take it at its face, right now obviously excusing Michigan for a second, if you take it at its face, it's not necessarily the biggest crime that any, you know, let or organ athletic director has committed or any athletic group that's committed compared to like what Penn State did compared to what MSMU did stuff in that journal. So I'm not saying like again not to excuse it, but it's not at the level of like we need to disband this program like this. They're the worst, you know, whatever. I, what I'm saying also is the fact that I knew this was going to happen, that Michigan, along with doing this, realizes, hey, we're not the only team doing this. Like, Michigan wasn't the just big brain operation behind right. this whole operation right. in the country where Ohio State and other members of the Big Ten have been engaging in this activity. So They're just bringing, the whole, like, every ship down with them. Exactly. And then, you know, A wise what? man once said, yeah. nine out of every ten teams are cheating. The one team that's not in last place. That's fair. And that's, you know what? That could very well be the Big Ten at this point. Yep. So I just, here's the thing. Michigan, again, they're going to get the cheating label, and that's, you know what? They've earned that for being dumb enough to get caught. I'm just saying let's hold off in terms of, like, let's single out Michigan comparative, like, okay, Ohio State's now getting investigated. No, let's, let's single out Michigan. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, that's just what you do. <laughs> you know, that's fine. Well, allegedly, possibly tomorrow, something might be coming down. Again, here's the thing. But also, so I again, I, I, they keep finding stuff. So no, here's the thing. The here's the thing. So the NCAA, <clears throat> um, they sent down a specific motion, and forgive me, I don't have the motion name in front of me, but basically, so the NCAA level down that like they're formally investigating Michigan. Okay. Yes. Michigan does not have to respond to said investigation or even comply with the NCAA until 90 days after said filing, which that was done, I believe, earlier this week, if I'm not mistaken. Right. 90 days past that date is the end of the season. So technically, we could go through the rest of the college football season, the college football playoff, college football championship, if Michigan gets that far, without any repercussions for the Wolverines program. So don't expect that, that there's necessarily going to be a resolution sometime soon until maybe 2024. This is still a very long tail in terms of what the end result is going to be for this Michigan Wolverines program. Yeah, and the Big Ten's waiting for the NCAA's investigation. So Yeah, which again, like Michigan does not have to comply with until after the season. So they'll do it, and they may push it back even further next year and yep. however long they can delay it. Um, yeah, don't be surprised again if J.J. McCarthy and the crew are playing in the national championship game. So mm-hmm. Let's talk about some football scores. Let's do it. From week 10. Ohio State. 35. How are they number one? Because they're nine zero. Like here's the thing. They're because 9-0. Georgia actually competes against teams like Missouri. No, here's the thing. Georgia. I would have rather had Georgia number one than Ohio State number one. 
Like to me, again, despite everything we just said about Michigan, Michigan has been the more impressive team than Ohio State this year. Like Ohio State's been the third most impressive team, in my opinion, compared to Georgia and compared to Michigan. Now, again, I would have had Michigan higher. JMU should be number one. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Let's go off the rails with that one. Georgia, if you want to give them that, should be number one. Michigan should be number two. Ohio State should be number three. I have no idea how the Buckeyes are ranked number one. Dude, yeah, it's actually kind of nuts. It was very unexpected. Yeah, when the first college football playoff came out, they were ranked number one. And yep. it was because they came off, I believe it was the Penn State win yep. that they got. And it's, to me, Kyle McCourt, and again, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a beast, no doubt about it. This Ohio State team has not been one of the better ones that they've had in recent memory, and somehow they're getting the favorable doubt of being number one. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. But they handle business against Rutgers. It was close early on. Then in the third quarter, OSU gets this massive pick six that just opened the floodgates. Ohio State goes on to win 35-16. Moving on. Number 12, Georgia visits number, number, number 12. Sorry. Number 12, Missouri visits number two, Georgia. Takes an L, 21-30. Carson Beck. Game manager did his job. One Georgia the same four yards, two touchdowns. I imagine when Georgia plays actually somebody worth competency. Yeah. In the SEC championship game. Again, yeah. may or may not be without Brock or may or may be without Brock Powers. Yeah. Yep. Just worth Look, over. man, I don't want to talk down on Mizzou though. Mizzou's had an incredible season this year. They're three and two in the SEC. They were seven and zero before SEC play. They have really competed in all their games, and I think that Mizzou has a bright future in the SEC. Had they won this game, you know they they'd be fighting for a spot in that SEC championship game. But but they didn't. But they didn't. They didn't. They're probably still a couple years away. But if they keep on this trajectory, Mizzou's going to be very competitive. I, let me ask you this: Missouri, right now, right? Um, Georgia, obviously, they're not better than no. They're not better than LSU. No, they're not better than Alabama. No, I don't know if I necessarily take them over Tennessee. To be honest, I'd take Mizzou over Tennessee. Okay, that's that's debatable. Yeah. Um, to me, at best, they're fourth or fifth in the conference. And again, for them, respectably, but let's let's be honest here. They're going up against Georgia. Yeah, but this is a Mizzou team that used to sit in dead last and switch I, places with Vandy. Great for them. Okay, so uh, there's nothing wrong with saying again they should get respect. Uh, here's the thing: respect is fine. I'm they're going to be a game when they, whoever they play. I, at the end of the day, we were I felt like we were expecting more from a down Georgia team where Missouri was coming in. Granted, on the road. I felt like they kind of let us down a little bit. I mean, again, they were in it in the fourth quarter. I'm not going to sit there and hold too much against them, but Missouri's just kind of fallen flat from what early ex early season expectations I had of them personally. Yeah. That's fine. Number three, Michigan blocks out all the noise, handles business against Purdue, 41 to 13. JJ McCarthy, 335 yards, but every touchdown came on the ground. It feels like a. Uh, us versus the world mentality that Michigan it's gotta has. It's got to be, man. And, they, and if the, this punishment doesn't come till after the season, I guarantee they can go and win this natty. And the thing is, too, is like Michigan players really aren't involved in this necessarily in terms of like the players shouldn't feel bad about the no. actions of, you know, potentially the, yeah, what the coaches or whatever. Yeah, right. So they just think they're getting coached really well. Yeah. No, like, great. dang, bro, our coaches are reading the field right. so well. No, they're reading those signs real well. Bro. <laughs> now, here's the thing. And they've got... Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Thank you, Brendan. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. And here's the thing. Their next three weeks are really going to determine the future of this team, obviously. There's two of their three biggest games of the year occur, occur in the next three weeks. Um, I'm really interested to see what Michigan looks like against the top of the Big Ten. So... Yeah. Moving on over. Florida State takes care of business against Pittsburgh. 24 to 7. Jordan Travis, I, I like him so much and I want to love him. I mean, 360 yards, one touchdown. He's just 
just below what I thought he could be. I uh, dude, uh, like yeah. he's here's here's the thing. He's so good and he's progressed like I thought he would. He's a dual threat. He can make all the throws. He's a really great playmaker. Mm-hmm. He's just not quite there. Like in terms of like what I thought he could be in this uh, college football season. And again, you know what's crazy? He's he's that at that level and they're undefeated. They're nine and zero in their fourth, and they're on track to make the college football playoff. Florida State, listen, just they're so talented. They the transfer system has worked. As long as they don't slip up, they will be in the college football playoff. Yep. And hey, our predictions won't look as dumb. That's true. <laughs> so yeah. as long as they make it right. Yeah. But well, speaking of our predictions, all right, over. we got to talk about a yep. shootout, man, yep. in the Pac-12. Um, unfortunately, this lost me 25 bucks, but (laughs) (laughs) number five, Washington defeats number 20 USC 52 to 42. And that statement that USC does not play a lick of defense could not have been more apparent in this than in this game. And by no fault to Caleb Williams. I mean, no, that man played his heart out. 312 yards, three touchdowns. Yes, oh, I give respect. Yeah, no, it's not it's Lincoln Riley that he has. Oh, uh, you're right. right I, yeah, you're no, right. I will absolutely recognize <laughs> that man. It's Lincoln Riley. Come on. I told you I want Minnesota you're to play right, the You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, man, you're, I'm fucking dumb. <laughs> um, I, just, I don't I don't appreciate him leaving. What, what just happened to his mic? That was know. interesting. That was okay, but we can hear you, though. Yeah, yeah right. we're, I don't oh. appreciate him leaving. Okay. But he left, and again, either way. Uh, he also went there for the coach, you know. Again, you... Right. Pick and choose your Fuck battles. And right. right. There you go. Now you're at right. a place. There we go. Gotcha. 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 You're gotcha. seven and three. Here's what, I'll say. Here's what I'll say. USC did fire defensive coordinator Alex Grinch after this one. Long Shit. overdue. I think. None in, before this one, man. I might yeah. have won my 25 bucks. Here's the thing with their defense. They can only go up. Right? Yeah. Like their defense is so bad. Uh, how, how much farther low can they get? I mean, really? Let's think yeah. Did they get a stop against Washington? They did. They got, I think, one or two. Okay, I mean, technically, you could be a little bit worse, but right, that's what I'm saying. Still, like, it's like, not. You can go no stop. That's really bad. Like, it's it's one of those things where I feel like again, they made a couple of transfers on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Barrel Alexander, I think, is a next uh, Sunday level that player. That man is a stud. Right, and I think they may have one or two more guys that could play on Sundays. The thing is, is USC is horribly coached on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, they terribly, are terribly. terribly. Now that doesn't mean that they're going to turn into the eighty-five Bears. No, absolutely not. But Caleb or Caleb Williams, I think the fact that he has to play Superman every week Mm -hmm. is unrealistic for USC to have any chance at competing for even a respectable bowl game. They're not even getting to the Sugar Bowl game that they got into last year and they got beat. So we got to bring it up. Should Caleb Williams sit? No, no. Or keep playing to absolutely no. Keep your drafts. Here's the thing. So I don't agree with this, but Caleb Williams, after this game against Washington, he went up to the fans and he kind of had a moment with his mom, his dad, like his family, right? Yeah, also, mm-hmm. fuck ESPN for keeping that camera on him for so long. That, and not only, again, people took from that was that he was kind of like emotional. Why weren't you doing that with your teammates? Why are you trying to make a scene? Do you think vocal? he wasn't? No, that's what I'm saying. No, that's what people were no, saying. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, no, I'm agreeing with you. Right, and so here's what I'll say. Caleb Williams has been the consummate professional at the second he took the quarterback position starting against that Texas-Oklahoma game, the Red River rivalry, when he came back from all those points down. To me, he is the bona fide number one pick, and I think everybody has came out and said what a great leader he is, what a great teammate he is, Mm -hmm. what a great, you know, just consummate pro that he has been at the college football level. 
And I just think that in a moment where, you know, the season's not going where you want to, you just lose a heartbreaker on the road, which, again, you 312 yards, three touchdowns, and I think he added some on the ground as well. Um, look, He probably did. Yeah, it, 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 it's to be expected. And the fact that you put up 42 points, um, yeah, he did add a touchdown on the ground. So yeah. the fact that he, he's doing all this and he's not coming out with the win, yeah, he has a right to be emotional. Now, look. Our, when we're emotional, I can say for a sure fact that I'm not always perfect. You know, whenever I, you know, let my emotions get the best of me, Caleb probably had a moment. And again, he's a, what, 20-year-old, 19-year-old kid? Something like that. So it's just like, you know, let the man have his moment. Again, he's with his family. He said afterwards, he's like, yeah, I just want to go cuddle with my dogs and watch Netflix. Like, he's a regular kid. And the fact that we're expecting so much from him at this yeah. early age shows the level of expectations that we have for this kid and realizing that, hey, he's doing the best that he can. Like, he can't that overcome shows, that like, he was he's probably been holding that in for a while man and at some mm -hmm. point like you gotta it's healthy to feel your emotions and yep. especially as an athlete you're out there not only competing mentally but physically week after week and as a young kid you know you can get trashed and you know talked about in the media but you're not allowed to cry about it like i i would argue he's one of the biggest faces in college football recent memory Oh, without a doubt. Like, in terms of just, you know, name, marketability, like, people that don't watch college football, obviously, we all watch college football in this room. People that don't know college football know who Caleb Williams exactly. is. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's just, it's a lot of pressure. And again, you know, when you're three losses in a, a season where you expect to potentially compete for a playoff, I mean, again, it's frustrating. And yeah. I sympathize with him 100%. And next week doesn't get easier because they play Oregon. Which we'll talk about that Which, one later. Which, moving on right now, yeah. actually. Yeah. Number six, Oregon. 63 to 19 over Cal. Bo Nix, 386, four tutties with only one pick. Cullen, you are two wins away. Well, again, from we'll, owning we'll, a Bo Nix jersey. Here's the thing we'll we'll get to that whenever we do our preview and stuff. But yeah. look, Bo Nix, again, I said it. He's, he was going to be Cal. I'm sorry. It's Cal. Right, right. Like, I'm not necessarily phased by the fact that, you know, he did what he did and um look oregon's built a really good team this year they are in my opinion a playoff worthy team college football playoff worthy team and they ultimately took care of business in a, against a team at home like they should have so yep. so let's break okay. down the rest of their schedule just, no we're just gonna do fun. that well we'll no, do that we'll do that after later, later. later later okay all right uh later <clears throat> death taxes and texas blowing leads uh, except they didn't blow this one. Well, they did blow the lead. They just didn't blow the game. Well, 33 to 30 as the Texas Longhorns beat the Kansas State Wildcats. Andrews, what was it? Was it a separate bet or was it the same bet that did not catch? This was them? a separate bet. Okay, it was so bet. painful. Gotcha. Why did you go for it? I Here's the thing. Both teams. And my roommate called this too. My roommate called this too. We're sitting on the couch watching this game and he goes, it was like, Second down, and they didn't get it. And goes, dude, this is going to be one of those things where they go for it on fourth down just to win the game. They're Terrible not going to get it, and way. Texas is going to squeak out of this, and it's exactly what happened. Here's yeah. the thing. Both teams had terrible play calls. On when, okay, so Kansas State, you know, Texas had it in the final play or their final their final possession of regulation. They ran this weird toss play on fourth down, which never yes. works, and gave Kansas State life, right, which they go down and, you know, they force overtime and whatnot. Um yeah, Kansas State also had the terrible play calling in overtime, in which case you don't you didn't play to your strength. You ultimately allowed Texas to kind of feast on their strength, yep. and they were able to squeak away with the win. And that's honestly the biggest difference between a team like Kansas State and a team like Texas is Texas, we know, we've always said it, right? Texas has the athletes and the talent 
advantage over a lot of these teams in the Big 12. So you have to be smarter than them. You have to be schematically better than them. You have to execute better than Texas can. And Kansas State did it, especially a lot in the second half. But ultimately, in overtime, when it counted the most, they didn't execute the way that they had been so late in that second half, yep. especially when Will Howard went on that stretch where he was just, it felt like he was scoring every drive. And, you know, Kansas State uh, had a chance to win this one, and ultimately they didn't get it done. Texas, again, here's what I'll say about this, and this is kind of one of my biggest takeaways. They squeaked that way with this win, no doubt about it, 33-30 to 30 in overtime. Malik Murphy played an absolute terrible game. If Malik Murphy is this bad, how bad is Mark Archie? Dude, Archie that's what Ant? I'm saying. Like, it is so... Yeah. It is not... Not good but for what, the But that what's crazy is when they were in camp, they were saying that Arch Manning was out outperforming both quarterbacks in camp? No, I, I don't... Here's the thing. I, do, where, who is your source on that? Because I, I Quinn Ewers was the guy that was dominating camp oh, headlines. Okay, maybe I had that completely wrong. Yeah. I, I thought I was hearing that Arch Manning was performing no, here's really the thing. well in camp. Ar, here's the thing. They may have been boosting up Arch Manning. Maybe, okay, just not over Quinn. Yeah, no yeah, over okay, Quinn. Cool. But uh, again, Malik Murphy... Still, just if Malik Murphy's not that good... He's not. He's not a top-level, power-five-level quarterback. No. And you know what? Sorry. I will say this. Malik Murphy was a top-rated recruit coming out of high school. And I think... What affects guys like this is sitting on the bench for so long, right? You lose that momentum of playing week to week and then being the starting guy with first team reps. Like I it mean, sucks. But but now Malik Murphy has had a couple weeks of that, and for him not to get back into that stride, that's scary. Yeah, the thing is, is like I understand that you know guys need momentum and that's a huge thing in sports and obviously rhythm and all that. It's huge at the quarterback position. The point being, though, is that not every guy comes in as a true freshman and starts. Like, right. you have to realize going in that you know. not everyone comes in, you know, like, uh, not even Tim Tebow started as a freshman. Not even Johnny right. Manziel started as a true freshman. Like, There's right. very, very few successful quarterbacks. That's what I'm saying. So you, right. have, so you have to be ready right. for the ability to come in, get used to a college-level weight room, learn their schemes, yep. learn the coach's uh, playbook and everything, learn the guys around you, their rhythms. You and know. you're at the ripe age of, like, 18. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, trying to grow up like that. Like, yeah. Malik Murphy, I get it, but ultimately at this point, he has been a disappointment as a recruit for Absolutely. the Texas Longhorns. Without a doubt. So, without moving a doubt. on over, Alabama, LSU. I called this one. Alabama, Alabama 42, LSU 28. Okay, Jalen Milrow is really finding his stride. Yeah, he is. Uh, these last couple weeks, he's performed super well, and he's performing like the quarterback Alabama expected him to be. Um, They're this, playing Georgia, by the way. I just got to say, this They're parlayed with the USC game had to be one of the most painful like bets I've ever placed in my life. So Here's the thing. Jaden Daniels, you could argue, is the Heisman favorite despite LSU's record. Yeah. He has been phenomenal that, this year. He's been insane. And it was not enough to overcome the Alabama Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa with Jalen Milrow now finally kind of just finding his rhythm, realizing, hey, listen, I may even be run first but I can still throw the ball and yep. I can still use that to my advantage. Yep. Alabama and their coaching staff realizes, okay, you know what? He's our guy for this year. Let's make the most out of him. They're placating to his strengths. Again, receiving wise, they don't have the greatest receivers. It's not Jerry no. Judy, Jalen Waddle, you know, the whole crew that they had back in the day. This is a team where they got to build it on the run game, build it on their defense, especially the front seven, and just try to bully teams. They may not be able to do it against Georgia, but against a team like LSU that's not been the best coach this year, Alabama was able to get the job done. And like I said, they are going to be the ones that play Georgia in the SEC championship game. And to me, this is the scariest team that Georgia does not want to face. Is yep. This Alabama team. Yep. yep. I agree. Moving on over to Bedlam, the final edition as of now. Oklahoma State will forever say they got the last win over Oklahoma. 27 to 24. Brendan, how you feeling? 
Uh, penalties killed him. I mean, good Lord. That second half, it just was flag after flag after flag. Venables got a flag. I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Look, and that's not if to they, say if Dylan they Gabriel... would have gotten flags, it, we probably... It'd be a different story. Yeah. But it is not. It's a three-point loss to your biggest in-state rival, Oklahoma State, in the final edition of Bedlam at Oklahoma State. Man. But Dylan Gabriel... Performed very well, 344 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But ultimately, I, just wasn't enough. It, let me, I'm just going to pull up something real quick here. Because now with that loss, now Oklahoma's lost two games this year. Mm-hmm. Right. So they sit here, right? They're and, at like 19. Well, they're, here's the thing. The big thing is the conference record. So Texas currently has 5-1, and 8-1 record. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State has a 5-1 and one conference record with a 7-2 record. So they currently have the edge over Kansas and Oklahoma in the Big 12. So now we were sitting here when we were talking about post Red River rivalry. We're thinking Oklahoma, Texas, could it be like a you know second meeting between the two? Yeah. And now Oklahoma's now on the outside looking in, potentially like, okay, we need to find our way ourselves back away into this you know championship match. And again, Oklahoma. Let me just look at their schedule here. They play West, West Virginia, Virginia, BYU, and TCU. Okay, so that's relatively you should win those games. Yes. Ahead of them, Kansas. They play Texas Tech, Kansas State, and Cincinnati. Kansas State will be tough, and it's. I think. Hold on. Let me just. It's at, it's at home versus Kansas State, so that could be a you know swinging one right there. And then Oklahoma Oklahoma State has UCF, Houston, and BYU. So pretty easy schedule for the Cowboys. And then the Longhorns end with TCU, Iowa State, and Texas Tech. So, which out of those two, because I just listed all their schedules, which two do you think Oklahoma could jump in order to potentially make the Big 12 championship if you had to guess right now, Brendan? If Iowa State can kind of pull something, I think they have a chance against UT, at least just from UT schedule alone. Night games in... Ames, Iowa are no joke. And they just announced that that Texas game is a 7, is a 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. kickoff in Ames, Iowa. Because I don't see those TCU, guys know how to perform at night. I don't see TCU doing much. And sorry, Andrew, Tech's just not going to get it done. Unless you'll randomly have that game where you just go off and. I mean, if we're hole, going to do it this season, it's <laughs> probably going to be against Texas. <laughs> so. so. Yeah, that the here's the thing. There's We're motivated by Oklahoma State too, man. We want to do exactly what they just did. Well, and Texas is going to be motivated as well after the comments that the Big Twelve commissioner made in regards to Texas. My boy and, Brett Yormark. Um, so that listen, there's going to be a lot of storylines going into that final regular season game of the year. I'm going to be very much tuning into that Texas versus Texas Tech game. So will I, bro. <laughs> uh, and OSU. I mean, maybe U UCF. Yeah. Maybe. No. But I don't see Houston or BYU doing anything. I think there's like two. Yeah. Two of the newcomers have won one Big 12 game, and that's BYU and UCF. But yeah, yeah it, it's not good. So, um, staying in Texas, Texas A&M at Ole Miss, 38-35. That was a fun game to watch. How good in terms of relative history is this Ole Miss team compared to other Ole Miss teams? This is a talented. Ole Miss team. Like, I'm trying to think of better Ole Miss teams than this one, and obviously on paper. Yeah, like, I mean, your best comparisons are probably, like, the A.J. Brown and mm-hmm. D.K. Metcalf years. Yeah. But, right. like, Dart good. Jackson Dart has been playing lights out. They're 5-1 and one in the SEC. This is a yeah. better team than Mizzou. He had Honestly, so there you I go. take them over Mizzou. So, there you go. Yeah. That's yeah. another team. <coughs> Excuse me. 387 yards, two touchdowns <coughs> by Dart. Lane Kiffin deserves his respect. 
Without a doubt. I think he's been a huge in Jackson Dark's development. Huge, yep. huge, 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 huge. And, and then now here we are again. Another week of talking about Jimbo's buyout. Yeah. I mean, dude, look, like I said, uh, 80, 70, and 60 the next three years. Just insane. Off seasons, right? Just he doesn't insane. get He doesn't even get to $10 million until the year 2030. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely nuts. They are so screwed. They're nuts. Continuing on. Penn State. 51. <laughs> you think I, I was going to take over? I, it's just, dude, I, I'm done with Penn State. I, I don't care that they won 51 to 15. Like, the fact that they had that performance against Maryland, unless they perform well against Michigan, yeah. I do not want to hear anything about this yeah. Penn State team. This is just classic Penn State. They have all this hype. Yeah. They have all this talent and everything. And they're like, yes, we'll finally challenge the top two and maybe even other teams in the college football universe. And they could beat up teams like Maryland. Yep. But when it comes to the big dogs, that's all I care about with Penn State. And up to this point, unless it's a big dog game, I respectfully, I don't care about 51 points against Maryland. All right. Well, then we'll just move right on. Virginia Tech, Louisville, 34-3. Louisville, again, could be a sneaky team in the ACC championship game for Florida State. Uh, they had that one blunder uh, early in the year. I think it was against NC State where they lost by like two scores or yep. whatever. Um yeah, Louisville could be really competitive. They just they know how to play smart football. That's the best compliment I can give them. They know how to play smart level football. They know who they are. They know what they need to do to win, and they execute. Yep. Biggest compliment I can give the Cardinals. Moving on over, Notre Dame dethroned by Clemson. Yeah, Notre Dame has hit that uh, part of the Notre Dame season where it's like hype, 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 and then they drop, and then it's like you are here Hartman at the bottom. Not this happens game. every year. No, this was two of the most disappointing teams in the nation battling off against each other, and I, for one, could not be more happier because these are two of the loudest fan bases in college football. They always hype up their team even when yeah. they're not good, and we're here for it. We're here for both these downfalls. So, yeah, respect to, respect to Clemson for getting the job done at home. I honestly wish, in that case, Notre Dame would have won it just because Dabo's comments on NIL are just so just so idiotic. Yeah, yeah. But Notre, Notre Dame's Dame fan base is, is the, the worst in college football. Yep. So, there you go. Moving on over, Oregon State takes on Dion and uh, won. Yeah, yeah. Colorado, I, I said it last week, and I think I said it two weeks ago. Colorado's not making a bowl game. No. no. Who are they beating? In the last stretch of their yeah, Pac-12 schedule, no, no let's one. look at their uh, schedule. It's all losses. Arizona lost. The Washington silence. State lost, and then Utah lost. lost. Yeah, the silence from the media on Colorado is deafening. Man. By the way, they have to win two of those. Yeah, not yeah. one. They have to win two of those to make a bowl no. game. They no suddenly way. beat two ranked teams. Yeah, no, not not happening. And done it Oregon State again, they just find a way to win. Man, they're a gritty team mm-hmm. that just knows how to get it done. Moving on over, UConn, Tennessee. Uh, yeah, not much. We're getting into that stretch where the SEC gives their teams a cakewalk week where they can schedule a, a non-con game just to kind of keep winning. And it's the weirdest thing, man. They're the only conference that does it. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, just keep your non-cons at the start of the season and then stop doing this bullshit. Like, it's so annoying. Also, look for draft analysts to, to prop up Joe Milton. Off he of laid, a game against UConn. No, here's the thing. But also just the fact that, again, it's in the colder weather, his strong arm. Yeah. Like, he's going to flash during these months of the year. Mm-hmm. And, again, respect to Joe Milton. You're not even a first-rounder. I'm not even sure if you're a day-two guy. Yeah. Dang. I agree. Right. Moving on over, Utah, Arizona State. Utah takes care of business, 55-3. Bryson Barnes. I believe Bryson's his first name for Utah. Um, look, he had a better week this week than, obviously, against Oregon. 
he has a bright future for Utah, and Utah is going to be in the com competition here whenever they move conferences, obviously. Um, someone's mic is on, or someone's computer is on. Um, yeah, no, I think Utah, again, against an Arizona State team, that's just, they're hanging on for dear life. They're going through coaching changes. They're going through transfer portals, all this stuff. They're not a team that's going to compete this year. No. And Utah care, took care of business at home. Yep. So, respect. Look, man, yeah, we got we to gotta do it again. Another week, another week of talking about Arizona beating an, uh, a ranked team. Yep, 27 to 10. Time to put respect on Arizona's name. This team is good. They're talented, and they are making a potential run to a Pac-12 championship appearance game. Game appearance. Sure. So here's the thing. You'll give Sleeper the run. Yeah, you'll give the credit to Arizona. I'll give kind of the discredit, if you will, to UCLA. They're without their kind of freshman stud quarterback who was injured a couple weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. They just have not been the same team since. And Chip Kelly, you've got to be able to adjust. And um, he has not been able to do that. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I'm looking for UCLA to improve. And moving on to the next game, we got Kansas State, Iowa State again. Kansas. Kansas 28, Iowa State 21. And look, I know I just said night games and aims are wild, but and Iowa State likes to usually win those games. This was one where Kansas prevailed, but it's a one-score game. And what, you good? Yeah, no, I just was wiping something off my face. Oh, okay. I, was, oh, I thought yeah. you were like giving me a face palm. Like, here he goes. No, man. I was just scratching this my face. talking guy. But uh, yeah, Kansas 28-21 over Iowa State. This Kansas team is, is, is for real, man. Yeah, no, they deserve to be in a really respectable bowl game this season. I really like this team. Yeah. All right, moving to the next game. Uh, we're some big uh, two-lane guys over here. 13-10 uh, to 10 against East Carolina. Shout out to my green family. They're holding it down. So, doing their thing. H-Time, hold it down. <laughs> and then when the final game's moving on over to the Army-Air Force game, uh, Air Force looks like they don't know how to play football, and apparently Army does. 23-3. Yep. to three, Army. This was a bad recruiting pitch by Air Force. Yeah, no kidding. Bad. Yeah, so. Uh, so, yeah, that about does it for Week 10. We'll take a look at Week 11 here. All right. Uh, we were talking about that Penn State-Michigan game. Mm -hmm. This is it. Yep, it is. It's Penn State-Michigan week. It is golly eleven a.m. too, which is so dumb. Big noon kickoff. I this should be a night game in at Penn State, wide out wide the out. whole freaking oh, nine yards, God, dude. Yeah, um, but we have it at eleven a.m. and again, this is Michigan's really big first test since their old scandal came out. This is Penn State's first big test since their game against Ohio State. I'm really interested to see this one. I'm gonna roll with Michigan because again, they were my national champion pick before the year. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with the Wolverines in this one. You know one. where I got to go, man. My Big Ten champ pick, Penn State, hoping they can bounce back. They learned something from that Ohio State game and gave Michigan their first L of the season. And I was on the Michigan train with Cullen earlier, so I'm still going to be riding it. Yeah, and also, weird thing to just point out. So if Penn State beats Michigan and then Michigan beats Ohio State, we've got a three-way tie at the top of that yeah, conference. Yeah, that's going to be wild. So we'll see if you know it works out that way. Uh, going into the second game, Bama-Kentucky. Bama. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, enough said there. But I took Kentucky minus 10. So. That, okay. that, I mean, sorry, plus 10. Plus, that's interesting. I don't know. We'll see. Next game, we got Kansas versus Andrews, Texas Tech. Kansas. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Tech has not been living up to any of the expectations. Uh, <laughs> Tulane, Tulsa. That's Tulane. Yeah, I mean, anybody can pick against Tulane, the green wave? Nah. No. 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 Uh, 
Uh, Arizona, Colorado. Uh, Arizona. Here's your chance, Colorado. Nope. Uh, no. Arizona goes into Boulder, Folsom Field, and yeah. handles Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. I, I expect this to be kind of similar to the. Um, Oh, what game was it? The, the game that where Travis Hunter was just dead tired and that receiver. It was Stanford. Yeah. Yes. I could see a game like that uh, yeah. in this one. Yep. So moving on over. Baylor, Kansas State. I mean, Kansas State. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't foresee Baylor. I, I think this is a bounce back game for uh, for Kansas State. I just, Baylor's not that great of a team this year. Yep. So uh, Miami, Florida State. Um, Florida State. Florida State. Seminoles. I, I'm so off Miami, it's not even funny. <laughs> you left that train. I the second they pulled that BS at the end of the game with Mario Cristobal, I've just I, I don't even feel comfortable just associating myself with Miami. Yeah. Moving on over, Utah versus Washington. Sneaky game for this Washington. Should be a good one. Here's the thing. If Washington here's the thing, if they're playing at their A game, they can beat anybody in the Pac twelve. They showed it when they played against Oregon. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, but if they don't <laughs> they put up fifty two points against the USC team that Cannot play defense, and do you trust Barnes? They also on the road? allowed forty. Do you trust Barnes on the road to go in to Seattle, into Washington, and knock off the Huskies? Yes or no? No. That's what you're asking yourself. And that pause gives me all the answer I need. I'm taking the Huskies. Yeah, I'm taking the Huskies. All right, moving next one. Tennessee. 13, 14. Hey, our, our little debate that we had earlier, we'll finally find, find out the go. answer. Yeah. Uh, I'll roll with Tennessee and Joe Mizzou. Okay. Right. So I will choose Tennessee. Okay. So interesting. Oklahoma State, UCF. I'll take the Cowboys. Take the Cowboys. I have to take UCF. All right, boys. <laughs> all right, boys. All right, all right. Hold on. We're going to talk about this next one. Rutgers, Iowa. Rutgers, oh, why Iowa. Do we need to talk about. The over under. That's oh why. My gosh. That's why. On man. my book, minus twenty nine. The hammered. The under. I've done it three weeks now in a row. Let's see if we go three for three. I listen. I'll pick Iowa to win the game. I don't. I don't. This game will be in probably the quad box that I'm watching, but it's not going to be the one I'm focusing on at all. Oh, me neither. It's just there to be the place filler it's, for it's, the next it's, game. Yes, it's there like, because YouTube TV forces me to watch a fourth game that they select personally, and yeah, that one will probably be, be it. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on over. Oregon State, Stanford. Oregon State. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> here we go. This here, is going to be a great here's a good one. Game. Georgia, Ole Miss. <sighs> here's you have the, to. Uh, Here's the thing. Ole Miss, the way that Ole Miss wins this game is, A, they get off to a hot start, which Georgia's been known to get off to slow first half starts. Yeah. And also Jackson's, Jackson Dart, excuse me, I don't know why I just you know butcher that name. Jackson Dart in the second half has to be able to execute and not turn the ball over versus this Georgia team. If this was in uh, Mississippi, I'd be more apt to pick the Rebels. I'm going to lean it's with Georgia. Georgia. Yep. Yeah, so I think that's going to be the difference. Let me. I'm going to pull up the spread here while Andrew gives it's his thoughts. Ten and a half. Ten yep. and a half. Yeah, I'm taking Ole Miss plus ten and a half all day. That yep. might be a smart spread to bet, but either way, I'm Georgia money line is where. Yeah, I'm it's going. my hedge for the other one. So fair. <laughs> Oklahoma, fair. West Virginia is the next one there. I'm gonna have to ride with OU. Yeah, I think Oklahoma bounces back uh, after a rough one. Uh, I think Oklahoma bounces back, but you cannot count out West Virginia. This is the West Virginia team who last year was just the armpit of the Big 12, and this <laughs> year is competing week after week. Um, I say West Virginia keeps it close. And moving on to our next game, Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> That's the easiest what, one. Is, what is Michigan State at this point? It's, they are a shell. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, what's the line, Andrew? 
Where's the spread? On that one, 31 and a half. Yeah. I'm taking OSU <laughs> minus 31 and a half. Jeez. Yep. So uh, moving on to the next game here. Texas TCU. Uh, I'm a roll with UT. Texas minus 10. I need, easy. I need TCU just to help out OU. So no, that'd be great. I yeah. I would. Re- I yeah. Happily. So, I think anyone in this room would take that. Yep. Um. Yeah. Moving on to the next one. LSU Florida. Uh. Daniel's masterclass LSU by yeah. a lot. Yeah. They cover this spread easy. 13 and a half. They win by three touchdowns. North Carolina Duke. Roll with uh, biggest, Drake May. One of yep. the biggest rivalries in all sports. Duke's just too hobbled. They I are. Just, they're just way, way too hobbled. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Drake May in North Carolina. I agree. And Duke covers, though. Like we were talking about earlier, USC, Oregon. So this is the final. This is the Pac-12 after dark game. Um, Oregon. Two of the most talked about Heisman contenders. Yep. Caleb Williams versus Bo Nix in Autzen Stadium in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, so I had USC before this season as somebody that can beat Oregon. If you're asking me now, Bo Nix jersey, jersey bet aside, I probably lean with the home team just out of my irrational, just thinking brain head. Um, but 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 you don't want that jersey. Here's the thing. (laughs) I'm in it. So I'm going to be picking USC, but I don't feel great about that bet. Um, I just need Caleb Williams to be Superman like he's capable of being and USC not to be the worst defense in the Pac-12. And it's it's easy days. (laughs) Then it comes down to the final regular season game against Oregon State. Let me help you out here. This might make you feel a bit better. Oh, it's not. This is an Oregon team that Mm -hmm. could have very easily lost to Texas Tech. So That was a long time ago. Yeah. But, that was a long but, time ago. Andrew, what's the, it's what's possible? The, what's the spread look like? Oh, it's uh, minus fifteen, Oregon. Yeah, this is. I'm taking Oregon the, to cover. It's literally, <laughs> it's it's around the same. It's a little less than what Washington State was with Cameron Ward. Yeah. It, here's the thing: Caleb Williams is better than Cameron Ward, yep. but it's not like the team surrounding Caleb Williams is that much better than Washington no. State's. So, I like I said, I'm going to pick USC out of principle, but I don't feel great about that bet. I would Absolutely lean Oregon. Not. So, yep. well, that about does it for college football. Unless anyone has anything else to say. We got a lot of fun games to talk about moving on over to the NFL. We'll start with a Thursday night matchup. The Titans versus Steelers. Um, it was a game. It was a game. You know? Sure was a game. Mayo hey, Boy. Uh, Mayo Boy is now the official starter. Yeah, he, he is. is officially listed as the start of the rest of the season with Ryan Tannehill expected to be the backup. They should have done this a long time ago. Yeah, no yeah they should have. They really should have. Um, here's the thing. Levis gives this offense juice. I don't, I'm not sure how great of a uh, starter he can be as yeah. a quarterback, but I know he's better than the options they currently have. Yep. So I'm interested to see you know how the Tennessee looks the rest of the season. Um, look, this is a great Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Granted, against the pass, they haven't been so great this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were able to get the job done. Kenny Pickett is a guy that here's the thing: you'll sit there and think Pittsburgh's in a decent position. They're not. Pickett is not going up against the top guys in the AFC. When no. you think about Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Lamar, Herbert, Lawrence, <laughs> like you yeah. get down, that's six quarterbacks I just named yeah, off the top of my yeah. head, and you expect Kenny Pickett. To be the guy leading yeah, you into battle? Absolutely yeah. not. And here's the thing. You're not going to be able, again, unless Pittsburgh wants to double down on quarterback to eventually drive somebody else. So, yeah, the Steelers are kind of stuck. And, again, he's a local guy. They're going to give him the chance. They may even yep. sign him to a contract extension. Yeah. But, you know, look, the Steelers and Mike Tomlin, they're going to just win games that they shouldn't and then lose the important ones. So. Yeah, they're going to keep – yeah, they're going to keep uh... – Mike Tomlin above that 500 record. Yeah, no, they're gonna they're gonna win like nine games, go nine and eight, and then lose potentially in the wild court or miss out in the playoffs. So, 
Moving on over to what's going what on? Going what is going on? on? Hold on, it's weird. Listen. All right, moving on over to one of the most anticipated matchups that we had in really this whole season: Dolphins Chiefs over in Germany. Germany, Germany. Uh, Dolphins did not prevail. Uh, really, we're just a third quarter team, and that was about it. Honestly, it's one of those now where. In the last, so this whole season, they have not beat a team that's over 500 currently. Yep. Um, they're 0-3 against the Bills, the Eagles, and the Chiefs. Yep. And then they're 6-0 against teams that are under 500. Yeah. So, you know, you play losing teams. Apparently, they're they're the guys, but you try to take on a winning team, not and, so much. And listen, just, I'm going to say this again, and I, I know I'm going to get pushed back. Tua Tagovailoa did not have a great game in this one. Again, the Chiefs defense might be one of the best in the NFL. No, you know, hmm? doubts about it. Tua Tagovailoa this season, right? We're about to find out because now we're getting into later of the season where it's going to get colder. They're not necessarily in that Miami heat weather where everything's yep. warm and perfect conditions. No. Tua Tagovailoa up to this point, and again, last year was injuries. I'm not taking that away from him. Tua Tagovailoa has not had a full season where he's put together a season worth noting for. Like he's had some up and downs throughout his NFL career, and I'm very interested to see what the second half of the season looks like for him and this Dolphins offense. Now, again, they're going to the bye week this week. We'll see what they look like coming out. Yep. Uh, moving on to the next one, the Minnesota backups take on the Falcons. Uh, <laughs> the backups won. <laughs> Shout out Joshua Dobbs. Just Josh plug and play. Dobbs. Really, like, no kidding. If you actually go back and watch some of the stuff, I mean, you had maybe five minutes for them to learn his cadence. And then... <laughs> well, hold on. So, teed up from the beginning. So, Jaron Hall starts this one. Yep. Right, because Josh Dobbs was literally traded at the trade deadline from yep. Arizona Wasn't to Minnesota. going to play. Yep, but he was listed as the backup QB because, obviously, Nick Mullins, I think, is still, still dealing with injury. Yep. Yeah, so he's just dealing with something. So, Dobbs is literally just there to expect it, just to kind of be holding the clipboard, you know, doing the good Learn to play. Yeah, exactly. Learn right? everything. Well, then Jaron Hall, on a run kind of near the goal line, he gets yep. knocked out with a concussion. He's listed out for the rest of the game. And shout out 4.0 student Joshua Dobbs Dude. coming in and just being the savior that Minnesota Dude, needs. Dude, they were telling him like every play. Kevin O'Connell was on the mic, being like, "Okay, was here's what's physically describing it yes, to him exactly. on the mic." Yeah, like and the fact that you time, can take that yeah, real time and you can go and compete and do what you did and win a football game. No, it was impressive. Like extremely I said, extremely impressive. They're over there on the sidelines, like less than five minutes to learn his cadence. The lines here, and like three of it, like just. Just as cadence, like, here's three. Nuts. Here's three calls, real quick, guys. Here you go. Let's learn it. Let's go. And hey, they provide a victory. Uh, Falcons apparently don't want to run Bijan, which is weird. But they don't want to use Kyle Pitts either. Yeah. They want to use Johnu Smith and Tyler Algier compared yeah. to their two stud athletes. Yeah. Insane, man. I don't Free understand. Here's it. the thing. Free I've Bijan. I've defended Arthur Smith for as long as I can remember his tenure because I think he is a really good coach at times. This one was <laughs> not one of his better performances. And I honestly like you kind of sit there and write and like if you want to sit there and spread the ball around, I get it. And if it results in wins, no one can question you for it. But then yeah. when it results in losses, now you have to kind of sit there and own it and like, hey listen, he's clearly not a fantasy football fan as he let us know. Yeah, no kidding. Um but yeah, Falcons <laughs> fans are kind of sitting there thinking, hey, we can win this division. Let's use our, you know, top eight picks or whatever and Bijan and Kyle Pitts. Yep. So, and they just don't nuts. really want to play. Just don't want to use them. Right. Yeah, but uh, going back to the, calling them the backups, because uh, now KJ Osborne also got hurt during that game yep. and isn't really going to be expected to play That's either. So nuts. Uh, good news though, Justin Jefferson's on the horizon. 
He is, yeah. He's not going to play, but... He's designated to return. His practice window has been open. Yeah, so don't expect him to just suddenly jump in Sunday and play, because even O'Connell's like, that's pretty aggressive to expect him to... Oh, it's going to be the Addison and Hawkinson show. Like it's been since he's gone IR. Thank goodness I have them both on fantasy right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, moving on over, the Browns and the Cardinals. Um, Yeah. Wow. Clayton Toon's still in the NFL. Crazy. Yeah. That's insane. They picked this guy over Cole McCoy. I get Cole McCoy's not like he's really old, doing anything. Right. Yeah. But like this guy. Yeah. Over Cole McCoy. Over yep. Cole. Okay. Whatever. Uh, but good news for you, Cardinal fans. He's back. Kyler's back. He is scheduled to return this week. So maybe you'll have some upsides. Maybe get a couple more wins for your sake. Yeah. Maybe not to try to get better draft this picks. This was, I gotta say this, this was also the most least impressive 27 to nothing win I can remember. Yeah. yeah. Like the Browns did not look good at Just all. I don't like one. the Browns, man. That's uh, fair. Browns defense, though. Oh, yeah. No, hey, listen, I had them in fantasy. Speaking of fantasy. Yeah. And they did work. So appreciate that. Uh, moving on over, uh, Packers, Rams. Um, yeah. Uh, so again, speaking of people that have a job that shouldn't, uh, Brett Ripien. Yeah. <laughs> Big reason why the LA Rams signed Carson Wentz off of yep. free agency, and he's probably going to be the backup again. We don't, we're not sure of Stafford's uh, condition going forward. He did have a uh, thumb injury that now they're going into their own bye week. Yeah, yep. we'll see what they look like coming out. Hoping but. to have him back from the bye week, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, you know what the biggest telltale of this game was? Jordan Love was playing against Brett Ripien, and yeah. I couldn't tell at times who was better. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that Green Bay, again, just was in fortunate positions is the only reason they won this game. Absolutely. I just like how Carson Wentz is trying to be Thanos and collect as many NFL teams as he can. Oh, and their practice year warm up <laughs> yeah. stuff that he's got. Yeah. He just he needed the cleats, man. And now he's got them. Yeah. So there you go. So moving on to the next game uh, Washington Commanders, Patriots. Man, Sam Howell had himself a decent game. This was honestly a really. This was like one of those low key entertaining games. If you watch it, yep. I know yeah. we have like you know when you have Sunday ticket and you're kind of just like Watching oh which game are you doing? Yep. Um, this one was really entertaining. Sam Howell is one of the kind of least talked about really good stories of this NFL season. He's been really great under Eric Bieniemy. The offense looks really good. They've been spreading the ball around. And look, Mac Jones, say what you will about the Patriots, like they'll make it competitive. They just play a brand of football that does not leave them to too many blowouts when they're on yeah. their game. Well, Belichick's job might be in danger if. He doesn't win up against. I think it's the Colts they play next. Well, no, I could be wrong. No, they ju- he just signed a contract yeah. extension. Yeah, they, but it it doesn't look good if you yeah. keep doing this. You dude. don't no. fire the guy that won you seven Super Bowls. You don't also fire the guy that's on pace to break the all time wins record in NFL history yeah. as a coach. It's, gonna take it's not a his fault. Mac Jones is a bum. Again, so. yeah, I think they're drafting a new QB. That's yeah. that's all that's I it. Yeah. Moving on to the next game, uh, Saints and Bears. It's. Nah, Bears. Uh, Tyson Bajan, again, proved why he's a backup with those three turnovers. Honestly, the Bears made this one competitive. And Derek Carr... for the backups this week, man. A lot of backups. And look, Derek Carr is what he is. Um, He did make the winning plays when they needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, Look, Bajan's going to start again this Thursday night against Carolina. Fields will hopefully get, after 10 days of rest, the next start. Yep. Um, Derek Carr... Again, the Saints, they're going to somehow back in their way to this division, and Carr's played like a D quarterback. Yeah. It's just been not great. I mean, it's the fact that Taysom Hill is the the thing that gives this offense juice is incredible at this point. Yeah. Who would you rather have? Zach Wilson, Derek Carr. You're talking about right now or going forward? Right now. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Okay. And then going forward. Derek Carr. 
Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, I think the, the reason why I just asked that is because, you know, Zach Wilson right now, again, with his mobility, might be able to win you some games because he's learned to not turn the ball over. At yeah, but he can't score against the fucking Chargers. Well, again, and, you know, <laughs> I, I would we'll get argue, into that a little bit I later. I would say argue, give him Derek Carr's weapons and see what he can do. Because yeah, the true. Jets don't have what the Saints have, and Derek Carr's not able to do what he's able to do, so... Moving on to the next game, uh, Colin. I'm sorry, the Ravens Seahawks. Yeah, Ouch. I mean the Ravens, Ravens. Ravens. I'm wearing the one Seahawks jersey that I have that I'm wore like able to wear with some bit of pride. Like Jamal Adams <laughs> was a force in the run game defensively. Outside of that, it was a bunch of bleh. Uh, Geno bleh. Smith again proving why he maybe should be riding back, getting his you know mailing addresses in order. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenneth Walker he's inking up the pins. Yeah. Uh, Look, we couldn't get the run game going. Jackson Smith and Jigba, again, starting to kind of come out of his shell, so that's a positive sign. But defensively, there was nothing we could do with Lamar Jackson. And, you know, I, I was asked about it, like, how do you feel about Seattle? I'm like, you know, we're not better than San Francisco. We're mm-hmm. not better than Philly. We're not better than Detroit. And I think that's being generous, listing any team. Like, we're in the thick of it now with, like, New Orleans, Atlanta, you know, whomever else in the end maybe even i would even say dallas is better than us right now like I've, i'd feel more confident in the cowboys than i feel in the seattle seahawks yeah i, I mean, would fair to say y'all haven't gotten blown out 37 to 3 no I, i'm not saying that i'm just i didn't think the cowboys would stoop that low oh okay okay see you again all right again moving on to probably again. the most entertaining game of the week Houston Texans, Stroud Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Boys, stand up and stand by. Not even the CJ Stroud show portion of it. It's the fact that they lost their kicker <laughs> and they couldn't go for field goals, basically. So or the, any extra points. Or yeah. any extra points. Yeah. So it was entertaining to watch. It's basically fourth down, you got to go for it. And it was working out. CJ Stroud was on a tear that game. He set the NFL rookie record for passing yards, 470 yards, broke Andrew Luck's record, five touchdowns, including that last-minute drive that he had to yep. ultimately put the Texans ahead of the Buccaneers. Um, that man is look, single-handedly yeah. destroying Here's the Ohio State quarterback. No, look, listen, I was I was a critical of him, too, yeah. like before the uh, season. What are you? Oh. You're, you literally just pulled the, your plug out of the wall. Oh, it's fine. For your I mean, my charge is fine. Okay. Um, no, look, I was I was critical because, again, because I didn't understand Stroud athletically what he brought differently compared to Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young. I now realize that he as a leader is one of the greatest leaders you can yep. have. I mean, it's every time he comes to the podium, it's, it's great quotes coming out. Yeah, I mean, no, it's just... He exudes just greatness. He's a great locker room guy as well. Everyone loves him. It's just, it's it's all working right now, at least with him in Houston. Here's the thing. I'm going to list QBs. And right now, you tell me, again, because we'll, you know, Rodgers, he's coming off an Achilles at age 40 or whatever. Yeah. How many quarterbacks future-wise, again, seeing what you've seen from C.J. Stroud eight games in, would you rather have as your future starting QB over C.J. Stroud? Okay. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, you would take yes. Mahomes. Yeah. Okay, just let me know when you take Stroud. Okay. Uh, Joe Burrow. So you would take Burrow. Yes. Uh, Josh Allen. Yep. Josh Allen. Uh, we'll go Jalen Hurts. Still Hurts. Sure. Lamar Jackson. Still sure. Lamar. Okay. Justin Herbert. Yeah. Now yeah. you're now you're starting to think about it. Yeah. yeah. Tra- Trevor Lawrence. Mm, I'm still taking Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Um, yeah. Trevor again, Lawrence for now. I, it's, I, it's it's close, right? It's getting there. Um, now you got to think, okay, maybe like 
again, we, we'll rule out Aaron Rodgers. Um, Matthew Stafford's obviously out because he's older. Yeah. Dak Prescott. I'd, I'd take CJ. Kyler Murray. I'd take CJ over Kyler. CJ. Tua Tonga Vailoa. Uh, I'd, I'd go CJ. I don't know, man. I'm a proud member of Tua Non and the I, Stroud. I like Tua, but I think I think CJ's better. Is he? It gets close. And now we're sitting there. I mean, you could... Tua has better options right now, but I want to see what Tua can do with like what he has in Houston. Exactly. So it dude, it just goes to show that Stroud, it might be a top ten guy building around already as yeah. a rookie, as a future, and that's insane because he's, very competitive. he's going to be your focal point. Yeah, yeah. and there's really a non-existent run game. I mean, I, I mean, we can all agree he's the best rookie coming out. So he's oh, better than 100%. Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young and Will Levis. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he's now, better than to, Kenny Pickett. To be fair, to be fair, with Anthony Richardson, he got we, injured. Right? Yeah, we yeah. haven't been able to see a whole lot of him. He looked right. really promising when he was playing. We unfortunately didn't get to see everything. Right. So it's, again, with that in mind, C.J. Stroud, yes, 100%. Yeah. All right. Uh, C.J. Stroud or Gardner Minshew? You're just being a man now. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, we're talking C. about the Stroud. next game. Okay, yeah. there you go. Well, Gardner Minshew did get a win, his first win as a starter for the Indianapolis Colts, 27-13 to 13 over Carolina Panthers, Panthers. and Bryce Young. Panthers. Same. Complete opposite of the Florida Panthers. Yeah. Bryce Young looks overwhelmed. So overwhelmed. Yeah. Three, I mean, three interceptions as well. He, to me, like, he might be the reason why I no longer have faith in, like, smaller level quarterbacks. Because now if you think about it right. It's fair. Baker Mayfield kind of didn't live up to the number one overall billing. Russell Wilson, again, reached a point, and then he's kind of tapered off earlier than what you'd expect. Right, right. Breeze is an outlier. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got to think Manziel was a bust. You got to think like all the like small Kyler Murray. We're not sure where his next destination could be. Yeah. Yeah. And Arizona's talked there. about trading him. And then exactly. There was a chance they could have traded him to and uh, like, Minnesota I don't, and they didn't. So I don't want to disqualify a guy because of his size, but it's getting to the point now where if you're just not big and strong enough to compete with some of these guys in the NFL with their cannons, I mean, it's just like, what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. It's fair. Not so, much you can do. Yeah. Uh, next game, the Raiders and Giants. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, it Dan- was a game. Uh, Daniel- they chose Daniel Jones over Saquon Barkley, and Daniel Jones is now out for the season with a torn ACL. Uh, they're now going to roll with a former character from Goodfellas, if I have that reference correct. <laughs> Tommy DeVito. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Um, hey, it helps my uh, fancy team with Saquon. Uh, does it? Because I don't ball. know if they got to move the ball in order to be able to give Saquon carries. Just, yep. just hand them the ball. That's all you need to do. Forget the pass game at this point. I mean, they may forget their whole season after this, yeah. Giants fans, because it is rough. Um, the fact that Antonio Pierce also won this and the celebration. Did y'all see the celebration that was going on in the locker room? They were lighting yeah. cigars like they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's, it's the Giants. Here's the thing they got rid of McDaniels and Jimmy Garoppolo. Eh, true. So I don't know if I knew McDaniel wasn't like. I, they also saw some slander with Jimmy G. The fact that Aiden O'Connell was so well beloved in that locker room. Yeah. Um, the Raiders are just an interesting organization. You realize the Raiders, you want to you hear a crazy stat? Because we're going to get into this team here in just a second. You realize the Raiders have one less uh, win and loss in the same category as the Buffalo Bills? The Raiders are currently set at four and five. The Buffalo Bills are five and four. Fair. Listen, put some respect on the Raiders' name, I guess, or put some disrespect on the Bills' name, whichever one you want to do. But those are the facts. Yeah. It's insane. Hmm. All right, moving on to the next game. One of the other anticipated matchups uh, for Sunday, Cowboys-Eagles. Uh, Andrew, I'm sorry, but your Cowboys couldn't get it done against 
the Eagles 28-23. This Look, was the only game worth watching in the afternoon window, by the way. Can you can we just yeah. talk about Cowboys Eagles, right? Great yeah. game. Giants Raiders, ass. Colts Panthers, ass. ass. Yeah. Um Look, the Eagles are clearly a very talented team. Um, they're surrounded by talent in like every aspect. That defensive line is insane. Uh, they stepped up when they needed to late in the game. Um, the Cowboys' O-line just kind of looked like they were in shambles. Um, there were spurts of the game where they would perform well. They would get us a drive, and then you get down into the red zone, and it's hold, hold, false start, penalty, like it, it was terrible. And what really sucks is they wasted an incredible Dak Prescott game. This is one of the best Prescott games he's had in his career. And yeah, we've said that two weeks in a he row. Out, now. He outplayed Jalen Hurts. We've said that simple. two weeks in a row now. Yeah, and it's here's the thing. What I said after that Niners loss, and you were sitting there, oh woe is me, right? I said wait until a month from now because they had the bye, they had the game against the Rams, the yeah. game against the Chargers, and then this game against mm-hmm. Philly, right? They look like one of the best teams in the uh, NFC, in my opinion. No, and I mean, the Cowboys, look, the Cowboys had every opportunity to win this game. They did. They really did. They really did. And, and it wasn't Dak Prescott's fault that they lost either. Mm-hmm. It it was uh, penalties on the O-line really, really screwed us. Um, and Philly in that fucking tush push. The brotherly <laughs> shove, brother. The brotherly shove. Oh, yeah. my God, dude. Hey, listen, they found something that clearly other teams can't do as well as them. They're going to exploit it. It's just the nature of the game. Yep. And, yeah, I here's the thing what I'll say about this game real quickly. Uh, A.J. Brown was finally slowed down, so Cowboys defense is capable of executing at a game plan that they clearly had going into this mm-hmm. one. Uh, C.D. Lamb also has been him the last couple of weeks. Yep. He's really balled out. Um, like I said, Dallas to me, again, We'll see what San Francisco looks like now coming out of their bye week as they go into this next upcoming game. Outside of them, maybe, maybe if San Francisco plays on their A game, Dallas theoretically could play with anybody else in the NFC. So it may just come down to matchups. Yeah. Move it on over to another fun game to watch. Cincinnati Bengals, Buffalo Bills. Uh, Buffalo, get Josh Allen home. Dude, the fact that the Bengals were able to do something that college teams do and stripe out their stadium... That was pretty cool. Oh, that yeah. was so sick. Oh, yep. really cool. Stripe out the jungle. Like what? What a cool thing to be able to do. Also, just from a fans perspective, neutral uh, fans perspective, obviously, because none of us are fans of the teams. Right? How joyous was it to watch? Because here's the thing, Patrick Mahomes. It, the broadcast almost gets overdone yes. with Patrick Mahomes yeah. kind of like coverage yep. and stuff. Yeah. These are arguably two. No, the th- Chiefs in general this year too, with Taylor and Travis. Yes. And right. So, so here's bad. the thing. The, we could, I think, agree for us at the table. In some order, two and three are Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, right? Yeah. Yes. The fact that we got to see those guys go head-to-head in just a game, you know, hey, who's better, you know, me or you, and that they showed respect afterwards, and it wasn't, you know, heavily one-sided favored on nope. the commentary b- booth. I thought this was one of the more enjoyable um, primetime games yeah. of the season. And, man, does Buffalo super rely on Josh Allen to do everything. What have we been saying, Brendan? <laughs> the man has apparently we... got to yeah, be the rushing dude, leader of the team. What have like, we been saying? Oh. We've been saying this week after week. Josh Allen cannot be your leading rusher. Yeah, here's the thing. And they just clearly don't trust James Cook. I've just come to terms with it. They don't trust him for whatever reason, even though on the season. Dude, he's honestly, I'm just, con- I'm just convinced that they 
they think that the winning recipe is Josh Allen being able to move the ball. But that's only a winning recipe if you have a running back that still takes attention away from Josh Allen running. Yeah. Now they expect Josh Allen to run all the time. Here's here's what I'll ask, too. All right. So I brought up early before the season, I had questions about Sean McDermott, right? And yes. his, his relative to Josh Allen. Like the fact that Burrow's got an offensive coach. Uh, mm-hmm. Mahomes has got an offensive coach. Um, Herbert's struggling because he has a defensive coach. You know, Lamar is now an offensive kind of coach with Harbaugh. He got an offensive, new, new offensive coordinator. My thing with McDermott, right? He may not be perfect, but at least he can coach up the defense to a respectable amount. I mean, holding Burrow to 24 points is something. Yeah. Bill's front office, right? You look at this offense. They clearly don't trust James Cook or Latavius Murray, and they had to bring in Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Their offensive line has been hit or miss, I think, during Allen's entire tenure. Yep. Okay? Diggs is Diggs. We respect him. He's one of the great NFL receivers in this game. He'll do what you need to do. Gabe Davis also. No, mm, Gabe Davis, you're a fantasy owner. How yes. has he been this year? Up and down, right? Uh, I mean, this is Gabe Davis every year. Okay, but that's your number two. Boomer bust. Okay, McKenzie, boomer yeah. bust. They now got this Khalil Shakir guy. Yeah. They drafted Dalton Kincaid. We'll see what he is. He's a rookie. Outside of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, what do the Buffalo Bills do great on offense? Uh, Josh figured out. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Outside of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, this team, now with dealing with the injuries that they're dealing with, yeah. what do they do that's elite? And now they're sitting here as of this morning that we're, or as of this evening that we're recording this, the Buffalo Bills would not be in the playoffs. Yeah, no, and they wouldn't be. Heaven forbid, like something happens to Josh Allen. Say he even just gets sick and misses a game. I think Buffalo's in for a very rude awakening yes. when they realize, yes. oh my gosh, what are we going to do now? Yeah, like Stephon Diggs already gets frustrated as it is, just because again, Josh Allen's happened to figure it out on the run and immediately change a play. And here's the thing. And I get Josh Allen again is trying to figure it all out. And he feels like a lot of pressure on himself. It's not the Kansas city game from the divisional game from a few years ago. You don't have to win it on every single throw. And maybe again, he's just trying to again, make a play happen because he feels like he has to make something happen. But he also is the same guy that leads the NFL in turnover since 2018. Yeah. Like he has got to be better with the football in terms of just, you know, situational ball. And I think, the Buffalo Bills as an organization need to look at themselves top to bottom and realize we cannot win with this current formula. If they get into the postseason this year, I'm not sure if they make it out of the wild card round. Yeah, and I, I mean, again, it comes back to there, there's not much of a line to protect him. So again, he's having to either get rid of the ball quick or he's having to run, and then he's trying to truck through people because it's just Josh Allen wants to compete and he wants to try to make a play. And it's not going to work out in the long run. No, it's not. It, like We've seen it with Cam Newton literally yes. in our lifetime. Yeah. A guy yeah. that's an impulsible force that can throw it like an absolute gun and also run over people. Yep. How does that work out if you don't freaking build a consistent offense around him instead of him being the heliocentric point of the offense? Yep. And maybe maybe that's just their plan is, hey, we'll treat you like Cam Newton, then we'll throw you yeah. to the Wolves later. Also, Jamar Chase exited this one with an injury to his back. I yep. think he'll be fine. T. Higgins also, by the way, still is ever great. He's going to be the number one, I think, free agency target for a lot of teams in the yeah. offseason. Yep. He's so good. Now, moving on over to the Monday night matchup, uh, Chargers-New York Jets. So, before we really get into this, I just want to say, the Jets' defense to hold Herbert to 27, here's you got to give a little respect. Here's what I'll say, too. Um, Herbert is an elite talent, and he came in as an elite prospect. I'm starting to wonder if Herbert is actually in that elite category. Yeah. And it really depends it's... also how you define elite. Which, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, um, but like again, quarterbacks right now, you're it's a Sunday again. We're having so many audio issues. I'm not sure what's going on. Are we good? Yeah, yeah, we're good now. Um, 
like I said, a game for your life tomorrow. Okay, well, I already kind of listed some of the quarterbacks earlier, but again, we'll do the same thing. Mahomes, you'd obviously take. Yep. Yes, Burrow, Allen. Yeah, you take. Would you take Hurts? Yep. Yep. Would you take Trevor Lawrence? Yep. Yep. Would you take Rodgers if he was healthy? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's seven, right? Uh, would you take? Did I, I said Lamar already? No. Uh, Lamar. Yep. Yes. Okay. Lamar. I, here, how many more do we got? A good name. I mean, let's I'd like take Dak. You take Dak over Herbert. I mean, that's a debate right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, even then, when we brought up like CJ, I was even like CJ Stroud, yeah. Matthew Stafford, like the, Tua, yeah. Kyler Murray. Like, you list your quarterback. Not Kyler. Right. Uh, again, I'm just listing I'm guys dead out if it's there. Kyler. <laughs> Rest um, in peace, Andrew. No, it's just it, the fact that Herbert, again, this is a tough Jets defense, so it's not like this game was the end of the world, but he is, I, I've said it once and I'll say it again. He is. He's not the problem, but he's paid to be the solution. Yeah. yeah. And he has not been a solution for the Chargers. Yep. Now, respectfully, what we just talked about with Josh Allen, how many things outside of Herbert do the Chargers do well? Like, Eckler is, again, his receiving threat is great with Herbert, but yeah. as a running back, not necessarily the greatest. You know, Keenan Allen, a product of Herbert. And then the defense, they're one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Man, apparently not. Well, Zach Wilson. <laughs> Zach Wilson makes a lot of defenses. What's wrong, game. Andrew? Why are you giving me a death glare? Brandon stole about the ten dollars tra- from me. <laughs> no, I didn't steal it. I earned it rightfully so. The Chargers defense stole ten dollars. <laughs> there you go. Zach Wilson was sacked eight times. Yeah. The nice. defense gave or the For, special teams gave away a punt return touchdown. Yep. And they just held Zach Wilson in check until really the final series when it looked like it could be in the balance and they got the final turnover. For those of y'all wondering how uh, they stole $10 from Andrew, in our fantasy league we have that all three of us are a part of. uh, The highest scorer of the week gets $10. And so I didn't think I'd really be running for it. I won my matchup and I was like, eh, I'll play the Chargers defense. I was like, it's the Jets, right? They should throw up a couple points for me. That way I'm looking long-term playoff run kind of thought process, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Unbeknownst to me, apparently the Chargers' defense (laughs) just wanted to be like, hey, we're going to look like the best defense in the world right now and go off. And yeah, 25 fancy points helps boost me up to steal that spot by what, two points? Yeah, I think it won by three, actually. Or like three? two and a half, or maybe. Two and a half, something, yeah, like, something like that. It was somewhere in that range. So, I, uh, yeah. yeah, $10 became mine. And Andrew said he would scream if that actually happened. When I texted, I was like, wow, <laughs> they're doing really well. And then it happened. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at next week. It just looks like a bunch of hot-ass games. Yeah. There's like not good games. Yeah. Like all of them hot-ass. Let's see here. Panthers, we got- Bears, Giants, Cowboys. Colts, Patriots. Detroit, Los Angeles will be good. The Chargers are Yeah, that would be good. But Texas, um, oh, Texans, Bengals. Texans, Bengals go. could be a good one. Yeah. Um, I think Green Bay, Pittsburgh will be a sneaky good one. Again, it's not going to be the greatest offense in the world, but again, Pickett versus Love. That's yeah. I want to see if Pickett can I mean, can San Francisco, love. Jacksonville. Yeah, that'll be a good one. That'll be a good one. Yeah, San Francisco, Jacksonville. Who knows about Cleveland, Baltimore? Yeah, divisional matchup. That could yep. always be good. Uh, Kyler Murray's return yep. versus Atlanta. Uh, Detroit, Chargers. You, yeah, I mentioned that one. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, yeah, Dallas. Yeah. Uh, Dallas should smoke the Giants. Wash, Washington, Seattle. I I swear, we better get on track that one. I really hope we do. You don't hope Sam Howell just uh, outruns through you? Uh, knowing him, he probably will. He probably freaking will. So, uh, And yeah. then the Monday matchup, Buffalo-Denver. So. Yeah. So, I mean, look, when you have Kansas City... The Rams, the Dolphins, and the Eagles on by. Chances are you might have some duds, and yeah. it's because they were they were in Germany. Yeah, the Dolphins. I, I would have much rather them have moved the I'm, uh, I'm, Buffalo and uh, I, San Francisco Jacksonville game. I'll, I'll say Detroit Los Angeles will be my game of the week. 
Detroit, Los Angeles. The yeah. Chargers, yeah. So, Chargers Lions. Fair. Yeah. Although that San Francisco night, the 49ers and Jaguars matchup, that could also be a sneaky one. You know, one. just because I want to see it, uh, Houston, Cincinnati. Okay. I want to see CJ Stroud again. Just cool, cool. pop off. Andrew, pop. what's what's the game you're looking forward to? I don't know, man. A sneaky one might be 49ers, Jags. Okay, so you're going. Okay. You're going the 49ers. That was my second pick. But, yeah, same. Yeah. So, okay. There we go. Yep. Uh, Well, anything else to cover in the world of football? No, man, that was a lot of football. Yeah, that's it's always a good time. Yep. So, uh, well, let's uh, end it as always on this day in sports. I got one. Go ahead. On this day, and I screenshotted it, 1992. Nigel Mansell in a Williams crashes during the season ending Australian Grand Prix and Adelaide, which I wish they still raced in Adelaide. It's such a fun track, Mm -hmm. but wins his first Formula One World Drivers Championship by 52 points. Mansell won a then record nine Grand Prix during the season. Wow. Only nine? Only nine. And Max has doubled that. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, yeah, essentially. Um, so my on this day is actually going to be, we have a Twitter page that posts clips every day. Um, on this day in Chicago sports history, uh, remember Cassius Marsh when he violently assaults the referee? Um, he basically like tried to get out of the referee's way, and the referee bumped him with his hip, and yep. the referee yeah. flew the f- flag. So, yeah, that was on this day back nice. in... That's uh, insane. Yeah, 2021. Nice. On this day in 1961, Whitney Ford is voted Cy Young winner. On this day in 1966, Lyndon B. Johnson signs the antitrust immunity to allow the AFL-NFL merger, thus the Super Bowl and the football that we know today was born. Truly a great day. An insane thing that had to happen. (laughs) Like... Well, that is pretty. No, nuts. I know it like is. The no, fact I, that you had to get immunity for. No, I'm just. I'm laughing. The fact that today of all days, like that's the day that it happened. I know. Just Crazy. freaking nuts. Uh, on this day, back in 1990, Daryl Strawberry signs a five-year contract with the LA Dodgers. Uh, on this day in 1947, you know, Colin and I, big cricket guys here. Yeah, we are. Broadman scores his 99th first-class cricket century. I have no idea what that meant. A hundredth, hundred South Australia yeah, versus I don't. <laughs> I, I guess that's really good. I don't know. Uh, do you, uh, if you drop a hundred points, I would assume it's amazing. I'll, I'll give one more just to end it on an awkward note. On this day in 1951, New York Yankees catcher Yogi Berra wins the first of his three MVP awards. Yep. Well, that does it for uh, Good Time Sports Podcast today. Uh, follow us, Spotify, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, All Apple Music, wherever. Really. Instagram, yeah. Oh, yeah, Instagram, too. I keep yeah. forgetting we do that one. <laughs> we should probably do Facebook eventually. Yeah, we're getting uh, there. But hey, YouTube, shout out to y'all. We've been noticing y'all been watching a lot, so keep doing your thing. And spread the word up. We like spread y'all. The love. Spread the word love. <laughs> spread the love. Spread the love. Spread the love. Spread the love, everyone. Peace. Peace.